Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Round Nintendo Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And this episode is out smashing, since that's all we've been doing. We've been out playing Smash Bros. for 3DS, the brand new game. I think everyone has it. So we normally do brand new impressions and tell you if it's worth buying. You know if it's worth buying. You probably own it if you're a Nintendo fan. So instead we're going to dive really deep and talk about what we like, what we dislike, what the online community is like, the whole nine yards later in the show. But before that, of course, we have news, as we always do. So this episode, we're taking a look at Nintendo's finalized holiday plans. We're talking about the next wave of indie uh, eShop games, or as Nintendo's now calling them, Nindies. Oh, that witty Nintendo. And Nindies. Nindies. Hashtag Nindy. And, uh, no, seriously, go on Twitter. It's hashtag Nindy. I'm not making that up. And uh, we're also going to have Jason Sales Corner with September MPD. And, like I said, of course, we're ending it with Smash. So... To find the things that may interest you the most, um, timestamps are available at rantana.com for this episode on the blog. Just go episode 82, scroll down about halfway down the page if you're not there currently, and boom, everything's listed out for you. So since we're going to be talking so much about Smash, we might as well start with looking at Nintendo's other big holiday game for the Wii U, and that is Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, which uh, was rumored to possibly be delayed to next year for a while, and then Nintendo Same out cool. no What? Well, I'm, Gamefly... I've already heard that from, like... People in real life, I never thought that. Oh, NeoGaf was going nuts over it, and and then GameFly at one point Neo actually, GameFly. Hey, they're usually a good source. Uh, lots of Nintendo people are on there, but uh, like Nintendo employees. Um, GameFly at one point listed the retail list, their listing for the game as 2015, and in Europe it's not coming out till January 9th, 2015. So everyone's like, oh, it's gonna get delayed. They're not talking about it. it should be out in like six weeks. Da, da, da. Well, what Nintendo did is said no, it is out this year. It's coming out December 5th to be exact. And it's only going to be forty dollars, thirty nine ninety nine. What a world we live in, where like one piece of information is out somewhere in the world, and everyone just goes crazy. That's how the internet is, totally. Yeah. And like that's the internet in a nutshell. I know that's how it's. Mm-hmm. We're just in that time. It's yeah, it's kind of unfortunate because people run with information that's not even like one hundred percent accurate yeah. and take it as fact. Like it, it, it leads to a lot of like Nintendo's issues to some extent because you know, oh, one month the Wii U's not doing well. Well, Nintendo's doomed. Like, no, I mean, granted, there's been many months of the Wii, not, Wii U not doing well, and the Nintendo Doomed argument is kind of valid, but exaggerated significantly. Mm. But, uh, I mean, they're not actually doomed, but they're having trouble. But anyway, Captain Toad, he's, check out this transition, he's having his own trouble, because uh, it turns out he, the reason you're going from stage to stage across 70 stages in the game, which is a new tidbit right there, is you're trying to rescue Toadette. Who is being? Who has been stolen by the evil bird? I'm not making this up. Wingo, Nintendo has officially hit the bomb of the creativity <laughs> barrel. Uh, so basically, Toad and Toadette are adventuring together, like the ice climbers. Yep, and except you don't control both. Yeah, and then you never controlled both. No, you just controlled game. Popo if you were playing single player, the yeah. blue one, the man, because sexist eighties. And then Nana, or Nana, was the second one. Oh, yeah, I guess we have Dance on Distress for that, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the Nintendo... No, with the Mario Universe game without Kidnapped Female, I guess. Yep, pretty much. But, yeah, so with Cap... Well, yeah, exactly, Captain Toad, Kidnapped Female. So, yeah, what happens is you're, you're going... You're, they're just out collecting Power Stars, because that's what Toads do, I guess. And then she gets kidnapped by Wingo, and then Toad has to go and collect Power Stars at each stage to get enough whatever those Power Stars give him to then defeat Wingo and get Toadette back. The wrinkle in all this is Toadette actually will become a playable character at some point. So I guess you get her back pretty early in the game. Because they're promoting it like it's an early on thing that you get Toadette. But willing, yet she's also the plot point. I mean, I'm willing to bet she maybe escapes from Wingo at some point. Maybe. And you're just kind of like, 
doing like her side of the adventure from some point, and no, then you're doing it from yeah. Toad's side from the other point. Then you kind of have to like meet up at some point. But I mean, Toad doesn't know that you're escaped, and you're I guess running away from Wingo. I don't know. Wingo's a horrible name. I don't remember who it was on Twitter, but one of the guys I follow was like, "Why is Nintendo just put an O on everyone they want to be evil or mean? Like Wario, Wingo, like it's a whole bunch of O people." It's not well, just Nintendo. I don't know how Wario. Well, not evil, but just like that. the bad guy, the I bad mean, equivalent. It's not like Mario was just called Mario. Oh wait, yeah, that's a good point. There's Mario already. He wasn't just called Mario. I didn't say anything. You know what? Yeah. I didn't say anything. I didn't say it's anything. Just the M. That I didn't. I know. I. 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 Missed Birdo. Was there a bird? And yeah, Birdo... there's many of them in the sky at all times. <laughs> and Birdo isn't necessarily evil. Yeah. You know, what? pretend I didn't say that. Uh... I will say, though. I mean, I guess you could just say, like, it's just a lazy thing to just put an O at the Wingo. Wingo. Like, oh, add an evil A Wingo. To, to make it a female. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, and another possibility. Actually, I think this would be core, and it would kind of address the damsel dismiss dismiss issue that has been raised recently by Gamergate, which we've very purposely avoided on this show and will continue to do so. But anyway, um... I've done a good job of avoiding it. I've, yeah, I've done a really good job of Well, I don't know, it. I... I've been playing so much Smash. I honestly don't even know. What well, it's, it's been about. going for like seven weeks, but it's it's huge. It had it was on the front page of the New York not, Times. Oh, I, I guess I, I don't know about it. Yeah, no, it's it's out. Contr- like we're like, not going to venture past past too much. But basically, what's happening is now people are threatening other people. So people are like threatening. I'm not. There's no. We're not going to the root of it. But the current situation is people are sending death threats to females in the industry. This has to do with a list of names in part. In part, it's a whole complicated. It's this whole thing about journalist journalism and ethics and journalism and gaming. Oh, okay. And this girl, apparently, this female developer, um, Zoe Quinn, apparently, so they say, basically slept. They claim, which I is not true. I don't believe that she like slept around the industry just to be able to get coverage for her indie game. But the people that she did have a relationship with didn't cover her game. So that's fallacy number one. Long story short. Um, I think all I these, hear about this. Yes, all these, I like, misogynistic... didn't know it went by Gamergate. Yeah. All these, like, I don't want to say, like, misogynistic, but basically misogynistic people are um, now just threatening females in the industry. And, like, the person that does those video game trope videos, that lady, I'm blanking on her name, Anita something or other. Yeah, she's getting death threats and, like, bomb scares, and she had to cancel a speech at school because they're, they're, someone threatened to do a school shooting if she showed up. Jeez. And it's insane. So... What brought this all here? Oh, the damsel in distress thing. <laughs> but yeah, but so to avoid Gamergate and to avoid that, um, yeah, what, really I wonder. If, about that anyway. But what? Yeah, we, I mean, yeah. What could we add anyway? Yeah, it's more, and it's not like that, but it's just kind of like it gets into the we, like it gets super political yeah. and all sorts of like feminism and sexism and this that, and the next thing. And we're, we're here to talk about ador- exactly the, the, the adorable but, game. Captain yeah, because Capture is so, adorable. Yeah. It's so adorable. But what I was gonna say is one way they could avoid that whole damsel in distress thing, which actually maybe that's what they're doing. Why don't they just have it be Pick Toad, Pick Toadette, the other one gets kidnapped. Done. Yeah. That, that might be what isn't, they do. I don't know. The, that's the thing in a Nintendo game. I want to say that's a thing somewhere. That you pick your gender and the other gender gets kidnapped? Oh, no. I'm just thinking Pokemon where, depending on what gender you pick, oh, the other one yeah. just does the NPC duties. Yeah, exactly. But they don't necessarily get kidnapped at all. I right, right. But I mean, in general, Nintendo, Nintendo's honestly doing a really good job with getting, like... Because half their gaming population, half of Nintendo's like gamer audience is female. Like fifty, at one point it was fifty-one percent of the entire gaming world is now female players, which is you know our our hobby is now mainstream. That more so than ever. Um, 
But what I was going to say is that Nintendo's done a very good job of, like, balancing, providing a lot more female characters in the last few years, specifically because half their audience are now girls. I mean, Hyrule yeah. Warriors is majority female. Smash Bros. is more female fires than ever. Mario Kart, there's, adding all the babies is a move because they don't have that many female characters, so they mm-hmm. were able to, you know, boost the roster. I guess I never felt like there weren't that many females, because most of the Nintendo guys, characters so are, are, like, not even human yeah, but I mean, we were, but to some extent, like, how many times, do, how many times do you think a little girl is playing, like, Mario and going, why can't there be, like, female Mario? Oh. Or, like, playing, it's, like, not, I don't think they're it's consciously. Like, it's funny, because when I even play, like, a Mario game, like, I don't even know if I see Mario, like, as a person, I just see him, like, as a thing. Maybe. But see, we do, because we no. can, we already kind of relate to him, because we're guys, so we, without even, like, consciously doing it, we're just like, yeah, that's Mario, whatever. But for girls, like, little girls, they might be like, oh, no, no, why yeah, is yeah, that, a, yeah, why yeah, can't yeah, that be, like, me? No, yeah, give it to me. Yeah, because we're just like instinctively like, yep, Mario. This is one of one of the guys. The video game character. Yeah, but uh, Nintendo's been really good about that, and you know, the inclusion of Toadette is definitely. It's not just like we wanted Toadette. Yeah, it's it's they're being very good about that. Um, But yeah, so Toadette's in it, and as we were saying, it is super adorable. Like, I know I said this about Mario Kart when it came out, but I swear the animation in this is like a Pixar movie that you're that's playable. Like just like the expressions on Toad and like. There's that shot in the... Th- they put out a three-minute video explaining what the game's all about, and there's that shot of him facing the boo, and the boo's, like, up in his face, and he's, like, freaked out looking. Like, oh, it's so good. It's crazy how good this game looks. Like. I know. It looks so good. And they added a lot... That three-minute trailer actually shows a lot of cool gameplay stuff they're doing now. Like, it's not just you can't jump and you have to navigate through mazes. You can now pull turnips as you go, which is an awesome throwback to Mario 2, Toad's first playable appearance. Mm. Um... They have the double cherry from 3D World to solve puzzles, so you can split Toad into multiple Toads, or Toad to take your pick. Uh, they have a super pickaxe, which is like the hammer from Donkey Kong or uh, Smash Bros, as you may know it these days. And that's just, you know, that busts open special areas and stuff. Like, it's cool how much, that's just some of the items. Like, they're actually, it's a pretty fleshed out experience now. So, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for it. And it's nice that they're doing it in December. So, like, the Smash hype will happen, die down a little. And then there's Captain Toad. Well, well, I mean, well, well, yeah, think about it. How many people, yes, Smash is still super insanely popular. We're going to talk about it forever coming up. But how many people, once they bought Smash Bros, are like, yep, I have Smash Bros. Like, Twitter isn't still tweeting about Smash Bros as much as it was the day it came out. It's low. It's not trending anymore. I know, I know. Yeah, so I know. But, uh, and yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo's done this before where they do like a November release and a December release, and both can be successful. I mean, Mario Kart 7 and Animal Crossing Wild War, or sorry, yeah, no. Mario Kart DS and Animal Crossing Wild World were these exact same weekends, however many years ago, and both were huge hits. So this doesn't mean Captain Toad's getting like pushed aside. I think it still has a chance. And at forty bucks, it's kind of a stocking stuffer almost. I bought Wild World in the Circus City. They don't exist anymore. Five bucks during that really? time. Really? Well, I got it when it was going out of business mm-hmm. in Santa Barbara. Right, right. I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I bought Wild World at full full price at GameStop, maybe. Yeah, it was my first Animal Crossing, and I was like, whoa, where did I miss out? See, you should have started with the GameCube game like I did. That's I'm an OG Animal Crossing player. <laughs> That's uh, where it's at. I, I, I thought the commercials were funny, but I guess it just never got my attention. Yeah. Too much Smash Brothers. Right, right. Oh, yeah, by the way, speaking of that three-minute video for Captain Toad, am I the only one that found that to be a little too kiddie? I understand the game's kid-friendly, but the narrator, like, the the copy he was given, the, the script he was given, just felt very overly, like, Nick Jr. At least to me. I don't think I saw the English one. Oh, yeah, the English one came out the next day after the Japanese one. We, for those of you who have not seen I it, there's a link I, on the blog, by the way. I, I was meaning to watch it, but 
I just forgot. Yeah, so, it's just like, Captain <laughs> Toad has to save Toadette. But how's he guy doing? He's being chased by Emmy. He's like Goombas. That's where you come in, kid. Like, he doesn't say kid, but it's like, you know. Judging by the way, like, the Japanese girl was enunciating it, I could definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely felt very, like, yeah. <laughs> very elementary school. Which is, um, which, I mean, I understand. It is definitely kid-friendly. But it, it's a real puzzle game. It could have some older well, players interested. You gotta like get us. those kids to pull on their mom's wallets. That's true. That is a weird way of wording that. Pull on their mom's wallet. Fine. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how yeah. she would say that. Yeah. One. Um. Now, whoever does, if the kid is successful Start at pulling, sure. Cell phone. That's no, no, the, the, no, 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 no. The wallet was fine. The pulling, the pulling was weird. And yeah, cell phone. Starting the day after his podcast goes up, Apple Pay is gonna be a thing. I can't wait to try it. But uh, <laughs> I can't wait to spend. Money. I can't wait to give Apple all my credit cards. But no. Um. Which is really saying, what you're saying. Yeah, it is. Uh, the The wallet part wasn't weird. It's the pulling on the wallet. Who pulls on the wallet? Emptying the wallet? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, like, if, like the wallet's in their pocket. They're going to pull everything right, first. Fair. Or if it's like up there somewhere. This podcast is going off the rails. Uh, what I was going to say, though, is there is one thing that kids who do pull on their mom's wallet won't be getting <laughs> if they get the game. And that's Amiibo support, at least not anytime soon. I guess it's a concession to make sure the game's out this year. I don't know. But Amiibo support... For uh, Captain Toad isn't until 2015 via software update. So, now, I mean, there are two ways of looking at this. One is it simply wasn't ready in time and they wanted to get the game out, which is possible. And the other one, which also I think is equally possible, is Nintendo's consciously backlog, you know, uh, backburnering Amiibo support for Captain Toad. Because if you don't know yeah, it Amiibo... Sense. It feels like a way that they could just extend the life of a game. It's like, yeah. oh, you think you're done playing this game? Oh, you're so wrong. Right, right. It's like an expansion pack. Or, alternatively, it helps avoid customer confusion now, because when people buy Amiibos, they're promoting it as like, oh yeah, check out these Amiibos, they work with Super Smash Brothers. Oh, but those Amiibos over there, those don't work with Super Smash Brothers, those work with Captain Toad. So you might have a Mario character that works with this game, but it won't work with that Mario game. Like, it's just a little confusing if no one understands Such what Amiibos are. a way to make more money. Yeah, yeah, that too. But, but yeah, because like, you know, Disney Infinity and Skylanders, like, it's one game, one set of toys. So if there's one set of toys that share a name that are for two different games and certain toys work with this game and certain toys work with that game, I could see why Nintendo would want distance, you know, separate them. And then they extend the shelf life, like you said. So, so that's my theory. But but while we're on the topic of Amiibo, um, we're getting more than we bargained for with Amiibo. I'm annoyed that there's still no Bowser in Wave 2. Yeah, Wave 2 is interesting. So what, for those who haven't... I mean, little Mac, I guess. Yeah, for those who haven't heard... Um, Amiibos, there's a first wave of 12 figurines coming out for twelve ninety nine on November 21st. It's now confirmed, and uh, which is the date everyone kind of expected for that. And uh, they're now doing a second wave in December of seven more, five more. Zelda, Princess Zelda, Diddy Kong, Lil Mac, Luigi, Pit, and Captain Falcon will be the next batch. So, I don't know why there's not a Toon Link. I don't know why there's not a Bowser for you. I don't know why there's not... Uh, no, nope, just Toon Link. That's all I need. DDD would be pretty cool. DDD would be cool. Or Meta Knight. Yeah. I think they're trying to hit every franchise. Oh, no, because two of them already have franchise. Three of them already have franchise. I was going to say they're trying to diversify the franchises, but Luigi's covered by Mario. Diddy Kong's covered by Donkey Kong. Link covers Zelda. Hmm. Huh. Huh. But yeah, either way, um, they're coming out a lot faster than I thought. I expected one wave this holiday season. Yeah, I wasn't expecting them until next year. Yeah. So clearly pre-orders must be like sky high. For the first set, oh, if Nintendo felt annoying. confident enough to already do batch two. Like, I already pre-ordered the second batch. I haven't pre-ordered any, and I'm going to suffer so much in about a month. 
Hopefully not. I mean, you'll be fine as long as you don't want... Well, actually, you'll be fine. Tune Link hasn't come out yet. Well, I want... I kind of want uh, Villager, maybe. Ooh, that one's always hard. I know. I do want... Um, I don't know what I want, honestly. I kind of want Kirby, but at the same time, I don't want Kirby. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I want the characters I main as. So, like, Toon Link, Kirby, Marth. I don't use Marth anymore, though, so forget Marth. I well, I'm sure once you go to the store and you see them in person, you'll be like, yep, I'm going to use my Apple ID on my... I, Apple, <clears throat> Apple Pay. Funny, <laughs> Apple Pay to buy every single one of these. You know what's funny is my... Uh, you are going to buy all of them. I already know it. I know. I've been telling... <laughs> okay, for those who haven't... Like, like, I already accepted it, even though like, I remember telling you, I was like, do you know what? This is only by like... They just remain like pretty yeah. much I like, use it, but you know, I already pre-ordered all of them. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, I've that's partly why I've been pre-ordered because I know like I can't decide which. I should just get them all. But uh, I've said on the show before, and I'll and I've said to you separately off the show, I'm not buying them all. I'm saying to you that up until they come out, and then I will walk out of there after spending 144 dollars on 12 <laughs> figurines and be like, "Well, from the past, yeah, I'm not gonna buy a DSI." Oh, that was the that was the craziest. Yeah, we go to GameStop to get rhythm, rhythm uh, yeah, rhythm heaven, yeah, rhythm heaven fever was the Wii, the Wii one. Yeah, to get rhythm heaven for DS. Walk in same day that the DSI comes out, April 9th, twenty tenth. Yeah, twenty twenty ten. Yeah, I'm not gonna get a DSI I or twenty two thousand nine, not two thousand ten. Um, and we yeah we walk in, and I'm like I'm not getting a DSI. I'm not look at the box. Oh, maybe I should get the DSI. Should I get the DSI? Ten minutes later. I'm the new owner of a DSi. It was I'm a Nintendo uh, sucker come through and through. I mean, I'm getting a new 3DS, the new the new new 3DS. No, it feels so. more justified though than a DSi. Feels more justified or doesn't? No, it feels more. Oh, it does totally. Than a DSi. Yeah. I thought you were saying it doesn't. I'm like, you're insane. But yeah, it definitely does. Um, DS, I think not. See what you did there. Yeah. Uh. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, Amiibo. This episode is, like, so scattered. So, Amiibo, um, yeah, so they're gonna work with the, only this holiday with, uh, or this holiday only, they'll only work with Smash Bros. this holiday. There we go. And it, currently it's only Smash Bros. for Wii U, as we all know, although a firmware update next year will make them work with the 3DS Smash Bros. Was that, um, there's some images on the internet. I don't know if there were. There are many. There are billions. That were about Amiibo and I guess how they work in Smash Bros.? Those came from the UK Smash Bros. site. They're legit. About, like, how you had that personality. And... Yeah, how they were, how they learned, yeah. whatever. Yeah, basically... Well, that sounds really interesting. It sounds like... It sounds cool. It sounds kind of scary. It's like, if, they, if it's true, like, everything that they're claiming is actually 100% accurate, then the Amiibos, like, my brother and I will have, are going to be, like, dodging machines. Like, they're going to be... Yeah, because they learn from you, but they also have their own personality that you're kind of... It seems almost kind of... Slightly, ra- not randomized per se, but no, it seems, it, you can sway it, but you can't guarantee it, is how I interpreted it, if that makes sense. It just sounds like if you're an aggressive pair that's always attacking and not really shielding, you'll probably make your amiibo more defensive. Right. If you're always shielding and you're letting your amiibo attack you more, then it's probably going to be more aggressive. Or Right, right. But yeah. probably, that's the thing. It's like, it seems like there's an element yeah, of it, chance it go- involved. Yeah, it just goes by your playstyle. Yeah, but it is kind of cool that like, no two amiibos will be exactly the same because they'll have different stats and you can level them up in different ways and do different things. Yeah, like I'm definitely going to... Go all out making like the awesome amiibo team, like Pokemon. Yeah, it is super weird how. But it's not online though. I would love to have seen like a four glory mode, but instead of one on one with amiibos, yeah, it's just like like play through amiibo and it's just amiibo battles. Do amiibos work at all online outside of friends? I don't think so. I, I do they even work with friends online? I don't know. I want to say it's on, only an offline thing, but I haven't exactly looked into it, so I don't know. I really wish it was. That would I be cool. It yeah, it'd be cool. And you know, while we're talking about Smash Bros, we might as well mention, um, along with Amiibo coming out November 21st, as everyone predicted, uh, Smash Bros for Wii U is now confirmed for 
November 21st. Um, and along with it on that day will also be uh, the GameCube controller adapter for 20 bucks and special Smash Bros. logo GameCube controllers for 30 bucks. So uh, the, the one catch is there's a little miscommunication on the interwebs and everyone seems to be under the impression the GameCube controller would work with any Wii U or Wii game. No. Oh. It does not. It only works with Smash Bros. And I'm not... Honestly, when I first saw that work with anything, I'm like, oh, that's cool. How did Nintendo do that, though? Because, like, each game would need to be recoded or patched or something to support this new controller. Because the GameCube... The GameCube I controller... I mean, it makes sense if it worked with the Wii... With the Wii. Oh, yeah, because the Wii already supported it. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, well, isn't that what people meant? No, no. That's Nintendo what I was on its website said it's compatible with any game that supports, like, classic controller, basically. Oh, I wasn't the impression that it would work with It worked with Wii other Wii, Wii U games. It worked with other Wii games. It worked with everything. And the thing with the Wii U games is obviously they need to be patched. So I don't oh, understand yeah. how that would work. I don't know why people were... And not only that, but it doesn't even match the classic controller because the classic controller has two buttons on each shoulder. Not one, like the GameCube. Yeah. So already there's issues there. So I would, yeah, like the whole time I'm like, this is cool, but I don't understand how it works. And then Tom comes out like two days later and goes, yeah, about that. It's only with Smash Bros. So if you're buying these new GameCube controllers, if you're buying the adapter, don't expect it to work with anything but Smash Bros. Which makes a certain amount of sense. Like, yeah, so. Uh, we're, we're obviously going to talk a lot more about Smash at the tail end of the show. It's the 3DS version. But uh, I guess we talked about the other big release on November 21st before that, which is Pokemon... Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, or Auras, as I'm, I've taken to saying out loud. I don't think you're supposed to say Auras. I think you're supposed to, it's just supposed to read Auras. But it sounds good. Pokemon Auras. So, um, the thing that seems to be happening with Pokemon Auras is that the Pokemon company seems to have fallen into a very, like, a very lockstep of, like, once a month, we're gonna have new info. Every month, just, here's the new info. And this month's, I would argue, maybe is the biggest new info they've done so far. Because they did a whole new type of gameplay. What We've had... Deal? What? what you don't deal? know about this? Maybe. I know I've... Looked You're going to be like, oh, that's nothing as soon as I say it. So in older Pokemon... Let me do the setup here. In older Pokemon games, you could fly. But flying was literally oh, warping that. from point A to point B. In new Pokemon, or in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, you, there is now Soar. Which is a whole new S-O-A-R, not S-O-R-E, for anyone confused. There's a uh, there's now a whole new mode where you can hop on the back of Latios or Latias, depending on the version of your game you have. I think it's just like the original um, Ruby Sapphire, where I believe it's what, Latios is in Ruby and Latias is in Sapphire, right? Yeah. Yeah. So each one's exclusive, but there's ways game. Anyway, um, so you hop on their back, and then it goes into like this like third person behind the back, fully polygonal flying game almost, and you could just fly all over Hoenn, anywhere. Apparently, you're not limited. It almost looks like, like when I looked at the footage, it looked very, very similar to like when you're flying around Woohoo Island in Wii Sports Resort or like uh, Pilot Wings on, you know, the 3DS Pilot Wings. Like it has that same kind of like you're flying, it's kind of an island of it's sorts. Funny cause it's like they finally did it. They finally did it. And it's actually kind of cool because you're not just flying around for the sake of flying around. You, this game could be the first one where you could catch all the legendaries, apparently, mm-hmm. easily, like in the game without trading, without special events. Well, I think it's more like because this game is out now between... Oh, between X and, and Y. Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah you're right. But to make it easier, they're setting it up where there's going to be what they're calling... Um, what are they calling them? Mirage spots. There we go. And essentially, they're in the sky, and you go there, and you find legendaries, and you can battle them, and you find special items, and it's just like a giant... It's almost like the ocean of Wind Waker, but in the sky, above Hoenn. So you have the Pokemon game, and they have like the Wind Waker treasure hunts hovering above it, which is kind of neat. 
and kind of cool and actually kind of big a pretty big improvement they don't usually do improvements of this scale or like enhancements of this scale on the remakes they usually save those for the new games yeah i mean that's pretty cool not but i guess like since i'm just the person who just wants oh, yeah, to battle yeah. it's like you might as well not even well yeah but you're 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 a special yeah. you're a special breed of pokemon trainer see what i did there do you see what i did there uh, breed of pokemon yeah. trainer yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah high fives all around no one's high five me uh but yeah no i think it's really cool it's just like another layer to pokemon um the the thing is that as i mentioned latios and latios are each and each you know each exclusive to one version of the game but i believe it is with uh the originals as well as they're gonna be doing a special eon ticket event where you'll be able to somehow in the future nintendo will distribute these tickets that let you go to the southern islands in hoenn where you can catch the other version you know latios versus i remember i got that ticket then Nintendo Power or something. Yeah, they gave it out. It was an e-reader thing. It was an e-reader thing originally. The e-reader was such an awesome piece of technology that was way ahead of its time. It's NFC before NFC. But yeah, it's probably going to be a Wi-Fi distribution. It's not going to be a physical ticket, I don't think. But either way, they're doing that again as well. And um, on top of that, they're also enhancing the, like, Pokemon gear. I don't know what else to call it. Like, you know, in X and Y, like, the way to, like... They, I don't remember what they called it in X and Y. It's Poke Gear in one version of the game. Like, all the little gizmos and gadgets your trainer has. I think it was Pokedear and Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. Watch or yeah. Well, now it's called the PlayNav Plus. Alright. Which isn't that great of a name. But it does do something actually kind of cool, which is it's everything that X and Y came with. So Pokemon Amiis there and all that jazz. But on top of that, there's different modes that you do different things. Like the Dex... Uh, the DexNav, for example. I lost my train of thought there. Uh, the DexNav, for example, lets you actually see which Pokemon are in the tall grass. And you can kind of, like, like find hidden ones because they'll be on a map or, like, find a certain type and things like that. Like, it'll let you... Yeah, the screenshot like a, I saw had, like, like zigzag lines everywhere. Pokemon. Pretty much. And that's just part of it because then there's other ones. One other mode um, lets you, like, see where trainers you battle have, are up to now and you can go challenge them, which they've done before. But this one's, I guess, a little more streamlined. And then there's another one that gives you regional information that you can use to... I don't know what... But so, so I imagine it's stuff like, you know, like, oh, Team Aqua or Team Magma are like attacking over here, go over here or something like that. But it is Team Aqua and Magma in this one, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, look at that. I know my Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. 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 We're just going to be two hours of yang. Welcome to Man Nintendo Podcast. No, but uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, it's not quite as significant of a thing, but it is kind of cool that. They're uh, they're actually enhancing things more because the remakes usually are like pretty bare bones in terms of new features. They just take the engine of the previous game and milk it. Yeah, I mean, like no matter what, like whenever you're going to Pokemon game, I still have to go through the whole story. So I mean, if they make it a way more streamlined, enjoyable experience, then I'm all for that. Obviously. Yeah. The the, the only um yeah I think I think it's for the best, yeah. and they are continuing to announce Mega Evolutions. We have Beedrill, we have uh, Pidgeot. We have Latios and Latios. Their mega expect- forms are what you ride. I was not- expecting um, Pidgeot here to get longer, not shorter. I was expecting Pidgeot to look a little different. Pidgeot looks like Pidgeot. I was like, okay. Well, I mean, most <laughs> megas pretty much look like... These mega yeah. evolutions are getting lazier. Latios like- and Latios look identical, practically. It's like they have little, like, spokes at the end of their wings now or oh, something. Yeah. Like, no, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super lazy. I mean, Sableye... I mean, I don't know. A lot Sableye of- literally just took its sable eye off. Like, that's... It. And is this a shield? Yeah, but I mean, that's why, I mean, they're not supposed to be evolutions either. 
I know, but yeah. but like like Charizard and X and Y look pretty uh, different. No, I know, yeah. Like they were pretty creative I, the I first guess, batch. I guess it's just like I guess what makes sense for the specific Pokemon. Yeah, it's just a way for them to be like, ignore, look, a new Pokemon, but not really. Mega Slowbro. I mean, I guess that just made sense. For okay, Mega Slowbro is amazing for all the wrong reasons, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Now they have the primal I mean, evolutions Pinsir, as well. I mean, Pinsir just looks like he opened the wings on his back and that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, they look cool. It's, yeah, it seems like they're shifting from them looking different to them just maximizing what they have currently, if that makes sense. Yeah, just like going extreme with their current design. Yeah, which actually, if you think about it, makes a certain amount of sense. But they already set the bar high with like the crazy stuff they did in the X and Y, so it seems like they're like back. Tracking and getting lazy. Well, like, if they did this from the start, it'd be like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Well, I mean, but like, now they're well, like, I mean, like, some of them are still pretty. I mean, like, Rayquaza looks pretty cool. That's Beedr- true. Beedrill, I mean. We even mentioned Be- Rayquaza last episode when I was announced. We totally oh, like, glossed I mean, over that. I mean, Beedrill looks crazy. Beedrill looks like. Dang. Yeah, Beedrill looks pretty cool, I'm not gonna lie. But, yeah. but even with all that, there yeah, is. Mega Metagross looks cool. Mega. I don't know if it's considered spoiler. The one that has a shovel head. I don't know if you saw that one. No. Mega Steelix. Spoiler alert! Well, it'll be announced soon enough. Oh, I did see that, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that was a shovel for a head, but that actually makes a lot of sense. Well, I mean, it, it kind of looks like a shovel. Yeah, I, I realize that now. I don't um, remember what the other one was. Right. But even with all these new evolutions, I feel like... And even with all the new stuff they're adding, soaring and, uh, you know, the play nav plus and all that... There's still some weird things they're doing. Now I'm kind of like, why would you not focus any of your energies on this versus that? For example, they are basically cutting off support for X and Y. They were uh, the Game Freak guys were saying in an interview that essentially, you know, there's always new Megas and there's always new Primal evolutions in Auras, and none of them will work with X and Y in this in terms That's of That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Now here's the here's now the I thing. Know. Here's the thing. Here's where it gets even more confusing. Well, let me first explain what they said. They said there's never, there's that not going to be a, pouting. That was, yeah, that was him. That was Jose throwing his arms up in the air and be like, you know. Uh, well, I guess now I know I'm waiting on this game, I guess. Well, hold on. Let, let me explain what no. they said. Okay, so first, they said there's not going to be a patch for X and Y. So don't expect these guys to work in that game. They then said there will be some sort of compatibility between the two. Just not a patch. So I don't know if they pro, if they retroactively program the game to accept new data Pretty to be sure. transmitted directly into it for a battle. Because you know like how there's download play? They could have download play per Pokemon within the battle. Well, I mean, here's like... It's super unlikely. This but... is just like what I'm thinking is going to happen just like on a realistic level. Cause it's sure. Just, I'm thinking, since obviously every... There are no new Pokemon. Like, I mean, outside of Megas, like... There are no new Pokemon. Like Megas and Primals. Don't forget the Primals. No, no, no. Like, like if, you, <laughs> if you pretend there are no stones, there are no new Pokemon whatsoever. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure you'll still be able to trade Pokemon between the games, but just like some items in X and Y, some items will be untradeable, which will be those Mega Stones. Yeah. Which means that, okay, so you can't Mega Ball them. And I guess... I think but what if you're battling someone? Unless I don't think you'll be able to battle anyone okay. with, between X and Y. I think they're just going to not just not allow you to battle anyone with X and Y. Yeah. Like, if you battle online, you're just going to battle people from X, and it's, and you won't be able to see anyone who's online on the other game. I mean, quite frankly, I realize my idea of, like, download play Pokemon by Pokemon is a total pipe dream like, that they're never going to do, but that seems like it'd be the best solution. Because, like, at this point, it seems that's, like, a remake, and more like a... Reboot. A- X and Y... Well, not even X and Y, just Pokemon Engine 2.0. Here's the thing that's happening with Pokemon, in my opinion, and I think this solidifies it. Nintendo is Call of Dutying Pokemon. 
It is now an annual franchise, and each one is like a reset on the entire thing. You lose all your stats. Yeah, you can transfer your Pokemon, but you're basically starting anew. You have to go through the story again. You have to regain all your weapons, in this case, Pokemon. Sort of. I mean, I guess you could... You could transfer I mean, Pokemon in, so there's Yeah, that. but I mean, like, I could transfer, like, my entire, like, 6 IV perfect Pokemon Right, but team. there's no one... But to go the other way is impossible, which is exactly oh, yeah. what Call of Duty yeah, is. Totally you can't yeah, yeah. backpedal. You can't take something from Advanced War... Warfare. Oh, can you? Yeah, because you could just take your Pokemon, put them back into Pokebank, and then put them back into X. But only the ones that work with X. That all work with X. You just can't. No. Take, you just can't take the stones. Ah, true. I get. It. But it, that's a major part of the new game. I know. Yeah. So it's like, why even play X at this? Point? Yeah. It seems like they're annualizing Pokemon, and they're. Wait, I want to say that came out a year ago. Didn't it? Did it? Has it? Didn't it? Not been that long. Hold on to the internet. To the internet. Someone's shouting at this recording right now going, It came out in 2012, you fools! I feel like it might, you know, it might have been two years ago. It came out in October. You know what, it was two years ago, you're right. Uh, I'm double checking to be sure, but... Because if it's only been a year, that's... No, it had to have been two. I don't know. Uh, Come on, Bulbapedia, don't let me down. I was kind of excited for this game, but... I mean... But I don't know why that should necessarily make or break it. Well, no, I mean... For you. Well, just because Pokemon is still a very time-consuming game, uh-huh. and with Smash Brothers is on the horizon, I... <laughs> the Smash Bros, plural. Yeah, it's like, um, I'm still playing through Layden vs. Phoenix, which I'm probably not going to touch for a while. Because yeah, it came out last Smash October, Brothers. 2013. Oh, wow. They're annualizing Pokemon. Yeah, like, my 3DS has been booted in Smash Brothers since the game came out. It's probably not going to change until the Wii U version comes out. And then you get Pokemon, which comes out the same day. Coincidence? No. They know everyone's going to switch, so they need to get something for you to play on the Wii, on the 3DS. No, that's it. I'll just, I'll just go back to... Go if you're in a car. I'll go back to Ace Attorney or Smash Brothers. Oh. Touche. So I'm never not going to not be playing Smash Brothers, and then when Monster Hunter comes out, like, there goes any Pokemon time that I would have had. <laughs> so basically, like, Pokemon just Pokemon shut out of your life completely. At this point, it, it was a good run. For now, you'll For come now. back. Oh yeah, once like, but yeah, no, but once there's a lull, but it's gonna be a while. But Especially still, the, they felt so nice. Monster yeah, Hunter and Smash Brothers. Yeah, they're one's winter, one spring. Yeah, it's pretty pretty well done. But the uh, yeah, the thing, this is just I don't know because Pokemon used to be some like special thing. Like it was like, oh, you had to wait four years for the new version. It's like, oh my god, look at well, all the stuff. Mean, then it was three years, and it was two well, years. It's a remake. I mean, some people have been waiting for this remake for. Ever. I don't know, since they started making I know, everyone videos. everyone did it like a trumpet fanfare as soon as it was announced. But, and now uh, people started going like, oh, we're Sinnoh remake, blah, blah, blah. Give it time. But yeah, we're in a, a never-ending cycle of Pokemon remakes now, because they're always going to have another generation to remake. But no, it's just like, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like Nintendo's starting to milk Pokemon a little here. And I'm cool with them milking it if it means a new Pokemon Snap. Like, if they milk it that way, which they've talked about. That's the kind the of developers that people are, usually frown upon. I know, but I'm thrilled <laughs> with that. Uh, one of the developers at Game Freak said he'd be down for a new type, a new Pokemon Snap. Those are his words. I'd be so down. No, uh, and another one, another guy, I don't remember who at Game Freak said that, explained why they're still interested in the Pokemon Stadium concept. So. Well, we haven't had one of those in a while. No, we haven't. I would be surprised if we get on Wii U at some point, but, uh. But yeah, it just seems like the core games, like, they used to be very special releases, and now they're kind of, like, often. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just... Well, no, I mean, before X and Y, when did Black and White 2 come out? The year two... before. Really? Two years before, maybe. Two years? Maybe two years before. 
Cause but Black, it wasn't longer. Because Black came out while we were in college. So that's like... I don't even know. But we're, oh, you're right. So it's been like at least every other year. At least, right? Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Black and this White... This is the first year I think th- they did it back-to-back. And back I back. think Black and White and Hard Gold and Soul Silver were your part too. Yep. So they've been doing this for a while. I guess I just now picked up on it, but... Well, I guess... N- yeah, well, you're, now you're starting to get um, friendship fatigue. Yeah. Well, we've had this issue. We've talked about this, like, every year on this podcast. Like, Pokemon's getting tired or something. Oh, and then we right. always come back to you're it. Right. We have two well, different episodes where... 2012 was Black and White 2. So, yes, it's been every year for the last three years. Oh, my God. Uh, and then yeah, 2011... But I, mean, I, well, I, think, I think the thing is not that now there's actually a lot of games to play. I mean, back then it was like... Yeah, what else was I going to play besides Pokemon? Yeah. But yeah, it's just weird because like you always like you know we always. Well, I mean, see... it's not like I'm sick of Pokemon. Like I want to play. You're just loving that they don't have the cross compatibility I mean, in place. Well, I mean, even then, I was planning on getting it and upgrading anyway. But. I don't All right. Know. I, I just, I just Heart keep... Gold and Soul Silver was 2010. They skipped 2011. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, all is forgiven, Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, it just comes down to if there's a Smash Brothers available of any kind, I'm just going to play that instead. It yeah. Just has that much well, that's your that's your. No, no, that, that's yeah. a, that's just my dilemma. Yeah, but but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, to end on positive note because we went down a weird road here. To end on positive note about Pokemon for those who are excited for the game, and I am excited to learn more about the game. Kind of Soaring, I, I think, just is that person that just played it for the story because then I could just play it. And right, play right. It. And Soaring is a really cool. I like the idea of Soaring so it much. Sounds cool. It's a cool. It could con- be cool in three D. It's a. It looks really cool in the trailer they released, but uh, yeah, they're releasing a demo for anyone who actually is excited and wants to learn more. They're releasing a demo on October twentieth, which is like. Monday. <laughs> this podcast goes up Sunday. It's on Monday. Uh, they are releasing the demo through the Pokemon.com newsletter, the Trainer Club. So if you haven't signed up for that, you have one day. And if you have signed up for it, you'll get an email. And if you don't want to sign up for it, there will be other opportunities. But for for some reason, every region's getting the demo a different way, and they're giving, distributing codes through special means, and there's limited numbers of codes. Like, all the Scandinavian countries ran out of codes. Like, people want the demo, and there are no more codes. Oh, wow. So it's it's very bizarre. <laughs> I guess they're doing a fake, uh, you know, supply and demand sort of thing to drum up hype. It's like the Wii shortages all over again. Yeah, yeah. See a lot of posts on Reddit asking for those um, Gengar codes. Right, right. And the demo itself is kind of cool because you can encounter a couple different Pokemon and their Mega Evolutions. And there's walkthroughs of the demo on YouTube already. So if you don't get yeah. a code, you can just go find them. But... I will admit this much. Um, I guess. Trying to make perfect Pokemon did kind of ruin, um, like, the excitement of getting free shinies. Because normally I would be like, oh, I want a free shiny Gengar, but... Now you're like, what am I going to do with this? It's well, not perfect. Yeah, because they, they got the their promotional Heracross or whatever. And yeah. then, like, I looked at its stats and I'm like, wow, like, the IVs are horrible. But... See, that's why you got to be, like, a more casual Pokemon player like me. Where it's just like, I'm pressing buttons and making attacks happen. Yeah, but... I mean, I guess this is how you get satisfaction. Everyone, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, everyone plays a different way. But, but yeah, so the demo comes out almost to the day a month before the game. And that, that... I mean, that right there, what we just talked about, is pretty much Nintendo's holiday lineup. You got uh, Pokemon and Smash Bros. on the 21st. You've got Captain Toad on the 5th, which is also the same day that NES Remix, pa- NES Remix 1 and 2 pack comes out on Wii U, and Ultimate NES Remix comes out on uh, 3DS. So there's like two major Nintendo days for the holidays. Yeah, there's the 21st of November and the 5th cool of holiday. December. Yeah, it's actually pretty... You don't really think about it, but it's actually... Plus like Mario Kart 8 DLC at the Yeah, point? sometime in Octo- in uh, November, which which now includes Link riding a motorcycle that looks like a horse. Not exactly the one well, I expected, but it's still yeah. pretty cool looking, I guess. Yeah, I like the art. I love that they went back to the Skyward Sword watercolor look to 
display that motorcycle. But it's weird to see him on a motorcycle. Very, very weird. But yeah, Nintendo's like actually putting out some stuff. And then I don't like know how the... much horsepower it has. Ha ha ha! You get that. You get a rim shot. Wow. Uh, yeah, and then the DLC for Hyrule Wars just came out. The first batch. Um, so for those who want to get the Master Quest DLC, that's it. But the point being, it's actually a pretty loaded holiday. And that's not including third-party stuff, which we're getting dates for as well, just to run through it real quick. We already knew Sonic Boom was coming out in mid-November. Watch Dogs is, no- is November 18th. And yes, it will support the companion app on Android and iOS. Wait, what? Watch Dogs for Wii U supports the companion app. Really? Shockingly. That's... They just updated the Android app How yesterday. Crazy. I know, right? You're, you're like all giddy right now, but you're trying to hide it. <laughs> you I got this huge smirk. Uh, I mean, I deleted the app, but that's okay. Yeah, no, it, uh, yeah, and not only that, but they already updated the Android app to support it as of this past Thursday, so. Oh, look at Ubisoft. Look at that, actually caring about us Nintendo fans. But yeah, so that's that, that almost makes me go like, huh, like if they actually bought to do that, I wonder what else they bothered to do for the Wii U version. Yeah. One. Well, they have the map on the gamepad. They have off TV play. They don't have DLC, as we talked. We talked about all that before. So yeah, it's kind of I mean, like I mean, but if it's like the exact same content from the game, I think it is. I think it's the um, whole game, including the cool multiplayer. Oh um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you I might mean, cave and get it. Well, no, because I I saw my brother play enough of it to be satisfied. You might but, convince me to get it, and I'll play two missions. Yeah, and be like, I'm, but, I'm, I'm, no, well, yeah, I mean, like if it's everything how I think it is, and it's like definitely worth getting on the Wii U. Right. I'm just still kind of skeptical about like their how it actually runs. Because I mean, yeah, isn't they, it they sad that we've been conditioned into assuming the worst well, for third party games? Cause, like they have, they've shown no like gameplay footage of it, just CG trailers. It's like I know. Are they afraid to show it to us? Or? They haven't even showed real CG trailers. They show they showed ten seconds of it, once. Like I don't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. This is very reminiscent of Call of Duty when it came to Wii U in the past, and Wii where they were like show two screenshots and the game would be out a week later, and then actually be surprisingly good. So, so there's hope, I guess. But um, in addition to that, those are games you already knew about. But we now know that like Shantae and Pirates Curse will hit the eShop, uh, actually really soon, like this Thursday, the twenty. 20- Excuse me, 23rd of October. Oh, man. See, that's the game I want to. Oh, today's Thursday, isn't it? Well, we're recording on Thursday. It's going live on Sunday. Which made my last statement where I'm like, oh, last Thursday, Ubisoft updated the app. Yeah, that was today. <laughs> I just wanted to future-proof this, and you just ruined it. Because you, ruined, you shattered the illusion. Whatever. Like, people so, aren't... Yeah, people aren't know what you're recording, yeah. Um, yeah, Donkey Kong came out today, huh? On the eShop? Yeah. I believe so. And you know what else is coming to the eShop? Yeah. In December, speaking of release dates... Gotta Ace Attorney, Ace Attorney, wait, what? No, I said I gotta get that. Which, which are we talking about? Country? Land? Yeah, it came out on the US eShop? I don't today? know. I, I, it's I, in I, Europe. I saw it, a trailer for it that, it, I didn't see the words UK or anything on it. Do you have an ESRB rating at the beginning? I don't remember. Oh, well it might be us. Um, I just remember seeing it and being like, wow, I gotta yeah, they're have doing the a whole again. They're doing a whole promotion in Europe where they're bringing back country to the virtual console which was randomly taken off the Wii and yeah. adding land as well yeah I saw the trailer for land and I'm like oh, I love Donkey Kong land I, I mean, I had, that was my first Game Boy game well, yeah, I mean, I mean like, back then like when I thought you had it, it looks cool and oh yeah I it's can super, appreciate what it is but yeah. it's like why would anyone buy that because except for Donkey Kong except for pure nostalgia and Donkey then you buy King. it and then you're like oh I should have bought Donkey Kong country yeah well I don't know what you're looking at but it is not Aww. for the US it is for Europe so, sorry, folks. Such a bummer. Yeah, it'll come to U.S. eventually. I'm sure they'll do a similar Donkey Kong promotion in a couple months. but uh, Or sooner. But yeah, but one game you are getting on the eShop in December 
Ace Attorney Trilogy, Phoenix Ace Attorney Trilogy is now scheduled for December 9th, which is only days after Captain Toad and the NES Remix I'm duo. It. You're not getting Ace Attorney Trilogy? I don't know if you're getting it. I'm just saying you can. I already have three versions of each game. Well, now you got four. Oh, and it, if fine. Anyone, fine. If you don't want that, how about if, November? If anyone's going to get them, it's probably Elvis, because I know he's been wanting to replay the first three, because he just replayed the fourth. And what better way to replay Maybe them, it was man. a royal you. Maybe I was talking to all the listeners. I don't know. But, fine. If you don't want that, do you want a new Tetris game? Because Ultimate Tetris, which actually looks half decent, it's Ubisoft's first Tetris game, comes out November 11th I think they just well. released Tetris DS on the eShop again. They took it off? Tetris You mean Tetris? DS? Oh, DS. Sorry, I thought you meant Tetris Access. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, they have to do DS Virtual Console. I know. Oh, wait, they do. Just not America. Just not worth Why did we never get the brain, the free brain age? Why don't we get for the Wii U Virtual that, Console? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, point being, there's actually a fair amount of games to play random this Nintendo. holiday. That's all I was trying to get. No, we're random Nintendo. They're just a random acting Nintendo. We are random Nintendo. <laughs> we need to differentiate. Oh. But but uh, while we're talking third parties, um, that's a really these transitions sound super scripted because I was like saying one thing and then bolting to the other. But no, while we're talking third parties, because we are talking third parties, um, there was some news from third parties. That's kind of interesting. Kind of cool. Monster Hunter 4, probably the biggest splash, as Capcom announced all sorts of weird cameos. So, um... Yeah, they're... They're really... Monster Hunter's a big crossover game, I've come to realize. This one, especially. This one in particular. So we already knew that there's Zelda in there. You can dress as Link and have his sword. There's Sonic in there. The cats can be Sonic, and they look like creepy old... And there's Mario. Yeah, and they look like Mario. Yeah, remember you get them Mario overalls and... Oh, right, right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's Mario. But yeah, the Sonic one, I think I said this last episode, but he looks like one of those guys you see in Times Square on Hollywood Boulevard in the knockoff costume. Yeah. And there was also and there's, Animal Crossing. Yeah, there's Animal Crossing, Isabel, and Rossetti. And now... And there's some other stuff from other companies. Yeah, though. but now the new one they announced is, of all things, Metroid. Metroid is now in there. Because that makes zero sense. Fantasy game, sci-fi adventure. But it actually is kind of cool. It's the, definitely the weirdest mashup yet. But I actually kind of like it because what they're doing is... Um, well, first they announced it at the end of this special Monster Hunter Japanese Nintendo Direct. And, you know, they're showing off the game. It's out in Japan this weekend, I believe. Or it just came out a day or two ago. I'm not sure. And how it's going to work is the Metroid um, crossover is actually going to be DLC that you have to, if you're in Japan, pick up at 7-Eleven. Which is odd. Right. Apparently 7-Eleven is like a place you go to download things. Like, this, Nintendo's done this before. No, yeah, 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 I remember. It's There's really a, weird. For some, yeah, I think that's part of the reason why I remember there was, um... 7-Elevens in Japan, they have, like, a giant Evangelion statue mm-hmm. that you could buy there, and it's, like, They're like the hip happening places. They're what Famima is here in the States, for those in the L.A. area. You probably know what I'm talking about. But I barely know what you're talking about, and I live around here. Famima's great. Uh, they're, like, a 7-Eleven, but fancy, and somewhat Japanese. Hmm. And they have two exclamation marks in their name. Because oh. they're really excited about themselves. But anyway, so uh, it's cool because like you pick, you get the DLC and you don't immediately get Samus. Uh, who comes in two varieties. There's Power Suit Samus and there's Zero Suit Samus. Both have the same weapon. Used little, well, though Samus, Zero Suit has a sword as well as a gun. Uh, and the gun, for those wondering, is basically the bow reskinned with a first person sight. That's apparently how they did it. But anyway, the cool well, thing... Well, no, I mean, there's an actual cannon in the game. Oh. Oh, because what Silicon Arrow was reporting was that it's a reskin of the bow. Made no, it, the, the, I mean, there, there's a lot of types of weapons in the game. Oh, they, do they have first-person sights? I'm pretty sure they do. Oh, um, interesting. Because I know there's, like, a... 
there's a bow gun, and then there's the heavy bow gun, which is just like a giant cannon. Which is gun. what this looks like, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the heavy bow gun or heavy. Yeah. Gun. Oh, there we go, bow gun. Okay, the yeah. bow gun. I just read bow. But point being, the way you, what I was gonna say is the way you get these costumes once you download the pack is kind of cool because they're not just given to you. It's just like in a Metro game where you have to go collect them piece by piece through multiple missions and then you unlock it. So I, I think that's a nice nod to Metroid in general. A little more than just a simple costume swap. But, uh... It's funny because, like, the... These costumes are so detailed that it literally feels like you're playing as, as Samus. Samus so. Yeah. And there's a Mega Man one, too, that Capcom announced at New York Comic Con last really? weekend. Not quite as detailed. Like, like, your hunting party can literally be... You can have a Link, a Samus, and then, like... It's basically Smash people. Bros. Yeah. It's Smash Bros. if it was a fantasy game where so you much hunted like, monsters. Yeah, I should might as well put freaking um, a hunter into Smash Brothers. I would like that. I wouldn't be surprised if we see it with the next one in ten years, eight years. <laughs> but but the, the Meg, did you see the Mega Man costume? It's actually kind of cool. Oh, yeah. It's like they have like a, the hammer weapon is now like modeled after Rush, Mega Man's dog. Yeah. Like it, it's a nice touch. Um, and Samus and Mega Man have been confirmed for the states, as of course all the Nintendo ones will be. But the thing about the crossovers is they're actually, like, they seem kind of bizarre to us here in the U.S., but in Japan, all the Monster Hunter games have had these for a long, long time. This don't usually include them in the Western release because they're usually Japanese IP that no one outside Japan understands or knows. So just take them out. But this is nothing new. Collaborations in Monster Hunter are, like, always happening, apparently. Mm -hmm. So, um, apparently, now, what's interesting is the reason they're doing all these game ones is it seems like they're trying to appeal to western audiences because Monster Hunter is huge yeah, I remember reading somewhere that one of them said that they could see it growing yeah no Capcom's there. being really bullish about it they think uh, that was bullish for those who might have misheard me uh, which is like you know aggressive yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just need to clarify if anyone misheard me I used a sin and to show I wasn't saying a different word but no they're being super <laughs> bullish about it in that, like, they think there's great potential. Like, the game has a cult following here. They can grow it out. So they're doing all these collaborations to do so. Like, Sonic is specifically in the game for the Western audience. I imagine Samus is as well, because Metro's bigger in the West than in Japan. Uh, Zelda's bigger in the West than in Japan. So I, that might be why, why Link's in there. So it's mm. it's a conscious effort. They're talking about the Silicon era at one point. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's 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 cool. It's a nice, nice so feature. Uh, it's not the only game with crossovers, weirdly though. Lego Batman Three is doing some of the strangest character cameos and crossovers I think I've ever seen in a video game. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read the list. Uh, Kevin Smith, you know, Silent Bob of Jane Silent Bob, I who's the famous. That and I was like, huh? So they're really just putting anyone out? Yeah, because he, uh, he, he's a huge comic book nerd. It's a known fact. He's giant comic book fan he has co-written a batman comic book so he's kind of involved basically his own superhero they're putting in um daffy duck of duck dodgers opposed to looney tunes as the green loon turn they're putting in this is a good one condiment king who's a superhero with mustard and ketchup arms and like bottles as arms and he just you know uses them as weapons because yeah. he likes that's his thing and they're putting in, and personally I love this one, but I know you're not going to like it, but I'm a huge fan of his. Conan O'Brien is in the game as the, like, the helper. Scene. No, just, no, not his superhero, just why, him. Why would they not put the Because that's a huge missed opportunity, and you, we should start a, a, a letter campaign to get him in there. That, that's like a no-brainer. That you would think. You would think. But no, what he is, is he's your guide in the game. So he helps you, he does the tutorials. Oh, gosh. I kind of wish he was but the you have to let him do his voice? Yeah. 
Okay, he doesn't have that annoying voice. <laughs> okay, for those who don't know, I'm a like diehard Conan O'Brien fan. I watch it religiously, like every night. If I miss it, I record it and go back and watch it at a later date. I'm like that hardcore. And Jose is like whatever about Conan, but likes to ham up how much he hates him just because he knows I really like him. Yeah, sometimes I actually believe that I hate him, but it's actually not that bad. Yeah, no, Conan, I mean, I'll admit, Conan can be a little, his humor can be a little cheesy and dumb at times, but when he's on point, he is on point. And like, when he does his off-script stuff, it's so good. He's great. Uh, but yeah, so he's doing, it's not like I'm in love with him or something, but he, oh, he's so, he's so dreamy. But no, he, uh. It's a random Conan. <laughs> Welcome to the Random Conan Podcast We recap the last week of Conan episodes Remember that one time on Conan Where he said welcome to the show Oh that was so good And then when he sat at the desk Is it possible to have a two hour long podcast just about Conan well, Actually I'm sure you can talk about Conan first. I can fi- I mean I've, I know all these anecdotes I mean, about him I've high fived the guy Me and him had a moment where we high fived So Did he give you high five the weekend he'll remember your handprint Yeah I haven't washed my hands since. It's been four years. No. <laughs> uh, no, he, of course, won't. But, yeah, what was I going to say? No, he, um, so he's in it, too. And, you know, it's, this is one of those, like, so absurd it actually, like, kind of works situation. Not Conan, just the, all these characters. I kind of wish more games did this. Games take themselves too seriously sometimes, you know? Like, Lego, obviously this makes sense for Lego Batman 3, because it's, like, that's the humor of the franchise and whatnot. Like, these random cameos fit in perfectly with the tongue-in-cheek vibe. But I feel like more games could have some fun with this sort of thing. Like, more games could do random little references. Yeah, like Capcom. And... I mean, like, yeah, like, we were just talking about Monster Hunter. They're definitely, like, Yeah, they're super into out. it. And then Capcom had that version, the Dead Rising 3 DLC with the ridiculous Nintendo name. kind of seems to be having fun with that with their own franchises. Like mm-hmm. Mario Kart and stuff like that. Yeah, putting everyone in Mario Kart, putting, uh... Yeah, it's like they stopped caring, like, like no, Mario Kart has to be this, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it seems like everyone's just loosening up a little. Even Apple, which isn't game-related, but Apple's loosening up. Their press conference for, uh, you know, on, I guess today, Thursday, for those listening at a later date, where they announced the iPad and the iMac and all that, they had a whole bit about how, like, bad their security is now. Like, how bad their secret-keeping is now. Like, they did a whole, like, extended routine. Like, they showed off features of the stuff doing, like, an extended, like, skit about how horrible their secrecy is. It's oh. like, everyone seems to be kind of loosening up, and it's it's nice. Like, oh, yeah, isn't there a thing about how um, Office is now on iPad or something? It's been on iPad for a little while. No, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you thought I would know about that. Yeah, no, it came to iPad shortly after Microsoft switched CEOs. Coincidence? Um, Probably not. Money uh, yeah, Microsoft's now a cloud-first company is their motto, meaning they want to be on as many platforms as possible. They don't necessarily they have Windows, and they will keep selling Windows, but they want to be on as many platforms as possible and get as many people to have Microsoft accounts as possible, which is why they bought Minecraft, as we were talking about, yeah. I think, last episode. Makes sense. Sounds yeah. Good. So, um, at least in part why they bought Minecraft. It's also a giant, giant, giant well of money that they can just dive into and swim around like Scrooge McDuck. Uh... Hmm. But, yeah, what was I saying? Right, I, I kind of wish more games would, like, be wacky and, you know, and just, if they have a crazy idea, like, they sh- there shouldn't be red tape to not do it. Like, Conan O'Brien and Kevin Smith in a video game, most companies would be like, what? We don't want to pay, why would we, what? But, like, WB's like, yeah, it sounds like Lego, do it. Like, I, I kind of wish more companies did that. One one group that does that really well are indies, though. Like, they, I feel like an indie game, because there's no red tape, there's no one stopping them. It's just, like, if you like, an idea you have, you just run with it, and you get really cool results. That's how some of the best indie games came about, I feel like. You know, yeah. just some wacky idea. And Midhog I guess that's a... What? Midhog is pretty cool. I wish it was on Wii U. What does? I didn't. Just think Midhog. Of... Which one's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like the crazy joust on yeah, the, steroids. Yeah, like the, the fencing game. Yeah. This fencing game. How do you say its name? Nidhogg. Because it's spelled like all crazy. It's just N-I-D-H-O-G-G. Okay, that's not crazy. I take it back. <laughs> uh, I thought I had a, like an H-O-G-G. I don't know. But but I guess I this is kind of a good transition, I guess, since you're sort of drifting into indie anyway. Um, Indiecade happened this past weekend here in L.A. in Culver City. And last weekend, or last year... I went and checked it out. We had a nice, you know, we did a nice like summary of what was there. And we had photos and everything. This year there were scheduling conflicts. Neither of us could go, but it doesn't mean there's not cool games to talk about. So Nintendo had 15 games in total there, and uh, some are already released. Some are ones you know we touched on before, Shantae, that sort of thing. Uh, but there were a couple in there that were really kind of new and interesting and worth highlighting. So I guess we we couldn't be there. We couldn't do a huge blowout extra like we did last year, but we could at least talk about some of the coolest ones. So, um, there are links to these three games in the blog post for this episode, so you can go check out the site, watch the trailer, see for yourself. But I think the one that generated the most buzz that we should talk about first is probably Runbow, which is, um, it's a, first of all, it's nine players. It supports nine players. Just, just let that sink. Okay, well, let me explain what it is. And then, have you seen anything about Runbow? I saw the trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it supports nine players. So I'm um, not exactly really sure how you play it besides if you're running. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the way it's been described in previews and whatnot is that it's basically like Mario Kart if it was a 2D side-scroller. So it's going to be exclusive to the eShop because it has nine players and the gamepad is one of those nine. Um, And what, for those who haven't seen it, it has this like pixelated 1960s art style. Like it's pixel art. But they do it in kind of style of those old retro movie posters from the 60s with, like, the big, bold colors and, like... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because I thought the... Yeah, I think Incredibles has a throwback to that vibe. That, well, like, uh, well, I thought the characters, like, their silhouettes kind of look like the like the incredible body type. Or at least, like, the, Oh, little, yeah, it's a, it's a little of that. And then just, like, having the bold colors with, like, stripes and lines. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's very 60s, which is intentional. Um... And yeah, the basic concept of shark because uh, it's an indie game. I just well, no, it's just yeah. Obviously, the I, fact I, that they're doing pixel art versus something more elaborate know, is I'm for sure. Crazy. Yeah, but um, yeah, the whole logic of the game. So you're running, and the whole logic is if you don't see it, it doesn't exist. That's how the developers pitch it. So what that means is you're running through the level, and there are different parts of the stage in different colors. Like there's gonna be black parts that never change, and then there are little platforms that are like yellow or blue or red. And then a bar comes across the screen. A bar of color. The whole background is just one solid color. It just kind of jolts into place. And those colors of the platforms that are the same as the background will disappear. If you can't see it because the color, the foreground and background match is no longer there. So what you're trying to do, depending on the mode, is get to the end of the stage or do like a King of the Hill or that sort of thing. And you just have to be mindful of the fact that there's going to be all these gaps popping up. So it gets really frantic because you have nine players. They're all running. You're trying to avoid these gaps that keep changing every couple you know, seconds or whatever. And on top of that, they have power-ups, a la Mario Kart, and they have obstacles in the course. So you're, it's just chaos. It's, it's basically the mayhem of Mario Kart that's going into the screen, flattened out, and going left to right instead. So it's, it's kind of a cool idea. And it's not just one mode. I mean, you know, I said that there's like a King of the Hill as well as this running mode. But there's also co-op play. There's going to be a 30... For single players, there's going to be what they're calling the behemoth. 30-minute platforming, non-stop 30 minutes. And they say it's the most challenging platforming you're going to play ever. Oh. It's just thirty minutes of can you make it through, and uh, thirty that, minutes, thirty minutes straight, no break. Wow. So, so yeah, the developers at this company called Thirteen AM Games are kind of going crazy with this. And on top of that, there's going to be character customization. So you could change the colors and body types and stuff for your characters. They're crossing hundreds of levels and uh, an achievement system. So fair amount of stuff. But to get to your question that you asked like five minutes ago, um, 
The way it supports nine players, and this is why I was waiting to say it, is one of the modes is called Color Master. So now, now that we know how the game works, the Color Master uses the gamepad as player number nine to change the background color of the stage. He gets to choose it on his own whenever he wants. He just swipes it in. And to lay down obstacles. Yeah, so kind of like Rayman. Other eight players like, That's what I'm getting at. Oh. The other eight do a very... I can't believe no one thought of this before now. Not even Nintendo when they had Wii Party with however many players. It requires a classic controller, which means it requires a Wii remote. Which means you have two controllers. And in the past, those controllers were always considered one unit. Using the classic controller, okay, put the Wii remote down on your leg or in your pocket or whatever. You don't use it. What they're doing is say, no, 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 no. We'll just have so few inputs on each controller that one player can be on the classic controller, one player can be on the Wii remote, it's tethered to, and boom, that's two people. So you have four player, you know, four of those pairings of controllers, eight players, plus the gamepad, nine players. Hmm. Now, of course, if you want to have fewer than eight players, you can use just the Wii mode or just a pro controller or whatever, but if you need, if you want all eight, you're going to need to do this crazy configuration. So I don't know, like, I think it'd be great for us to play personally, because, like, you, for the, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show before, but you do a lot of, like, local multiplayer, like, I wouldn't quite say parties, but we got a bunch of people over here to your place. Yeah, Nintendo Land, Smash Bros, Mario Kart. Um, what have you. What have you. And this seems like it would slot right in. It yep. seems perfect. And it's super, like, super cool looking. And I'm, I'm really excited to check it out when it comes out in 2015. But, yeah, like, the trailer doesn't do it justice, I feel like. It's just, it's, and it's cool that, like, I feel like it took two years, but it's cool that we're finally getting a game that really is only on Wii U in the sense of like you can't really you can't really do it anywhere else because you don't have the controller situation and you don't have a gamepad to be the guy that it's funny because it really is because of that situation that just all happens that works yeah but that's that's the thing about innovation is it comes from like the weirdest places sometimes so they deserve major kudos for coming up with that yeah so props to 13am games you're like I think they're just like a couple of guys in Germany or something like they're a tiny outfit so it's pretty cool that they're putting this together. And Nintendo featured it heavily. It wasn't just uh, at their booth. It was part of like the Indie Indie K Games, which is like the Night Games, which is like this competitive thing where you could win. And it was down another game, which is also multiplayer oriented, called a uh, Sports Ball, which I guess is another one we're talking about. Um, also Wii U exclusive. It's a that one. Uh, it's it's. I thought the trailer and I was not as impressed. Yeah, it seems to be cluttered. Here's the thing. I don't particularly enjoy the art style of it. I don't particularly like the art style. It looks cluttered. But the concept of it's kind of cool. It's basically... I mean, for those who have played Chasing Aurora, which obviously you have, but for listeners who have played it, it's kind of like that, but without the pretty art. So you control one of four birds in an arena. In the middle of the arena is a net or a hoop or a goal. I don't know what it is. And your goal is to play sports ball. And these birds are flying these balls, or kicking these balls into this goal, and you try to get as many points as you can. And there's different variations, excuse me, there's different variations, so there's like a pro mode for tournament play, there's what they call sports brawl, where you're basically like tackling each other and whatnot, and there's the standard sports ball mode, which I just described. They're describing the whole game as um, soccer, jousting, and flying birds put together. So, which I mean, it's pretty accurate. But it looks fun, it looks frantic, but it also looks like the graphics out looks kind of messy. So, the one thing that's kind of neat about it is, um, well, two things. I guess one is, it turns out you can customize every aspect of the game. There are 60 different rules you can toggle wow. on and off. So, you can really make your own game, which is kind of nice. And the other thing is they have a clever idea for the gamepad that I don't think we've seen any game do. Player 5 isn't playing. Player 5 is the commentator. 
and uh-huh. the gamepad microphone picks up his voice and gives it like the like microphone echo effect as if he's like at an arena commentating. So you're sitting there like commentating your friends. Like it's gonna be super dorky and ridiculous. Okay. But it's just clever. Like I don't know I don't think I personally ever want to do it. But it's just clever to like use the gamepad that way. Like he's like a it's like yeah, a commentary. It is better than nothing. Well, the whole game is like kind of poking fun at sports because like they this is what, there are sixteen different birds you can play on ten different stands and the birds represent four international leagues. Like this is not a game ticket stuff seriously. So it is kind of I think it's clever to do the commentary thing. I don't know who's gonna use it. Like it seems a little ridiculous, but you know it's not one of those things that, like only we you you know. Yeah. It's only gonna be ten bucks when it comes out this holiday. So given. Actually, no, I think about it. I don't know if 10 bucks is that cheap. There's four modes. Yeah, mm, it's, about right. Right. it's about I mean, right. if it's a party game, it's one of those games you can play a long time, if it's fun enough. Yeah, and, and how it, for those who like can't like visualize how it is, it's, it's 2D, it's like Chasing Aurora, where it's the birds, you move up, down, left, right, and you're just kind of floating. Also, like Joust or something, where you're just kind of floating around. Mm. Or Balloon Fight. It's like that sort of layout of a level. So it could be potentially good. Um... Switching gears, though, from all these multiplayer games to a single-player offering that was kind of cool at Indiecade, it's a game called Beat Buddy, which actually was on Steam already, and it's available on Steam now. And basically, it's it's a, it's a, stand, a more standard indie trope of size-going adventure platformer, but with music involved heavily. So each of the game's six hands-on like, stages... Like that one game from Game Freak? No, it's not like um, uh, Harmonite. No, yeah, or the DDD one from Kirby. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or the knockoff or of Harmonite thing? by the Kirby team. No, this is totally different. So first of all, you're kind of floating around. There's six different stages, hand drawn stages. They look really cool, like graphically, and you're kind of floating around them. It's almost like um, you know those parts of Rayman Legend where you're like going up or down like the tubes of sorts not exactly tubes but it's like it's not exactly an all-pipe but like ricocheting off things and kind of or like this Donkey Kong Country with the swimming levels it's like that where it's like kind of an open map and you're just floating around and each stage is set to different music and they got actual bands and actual musicians that are actually like well known to in their fields to make the music and everything in the level is in time with the music so you're basically making more music as you play through like the backgrounds and the enemies move and sync with the music so like you can figure out enemy patterns by following the beat there's bumpers you can hit that kind of ricochet you around, and every time you hit him, it adds to the beat. So, and they're kind of like on autopilot when you hit him, like DK barrels. So you know you'll go through a ricochet, and the music will be playing, and then you got the bass line suddenly kick in because you're doing the percussion or something like that. So yeah. it's kind of like it's like a rhythm game, but also a platformer, more of a platformer than a rhythm game, but it has rhythm to it. So it's kind of a unique idea. I mean, it does fall into that same category of like. You know, oh. 2D adventure, action adventure, platformer, indie title, but... Well, it's a rhythm game, so I'll probably get their shot. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I'm, I, I'm a sucker for these sort I of mean, things. I, I still have to get um, that one by Zen Studios that I was surprised even existed. And you still don't know the name of it off the top of your head, do you? Uh, rhythm Kung Fu. Rhythm Fu, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, that's better than last time when you had no idea. And the nice thing about Beat Buddy is it's six levels to start, but they're going to keep adding new music with new levels. Or new levels with new music um, through DLC after it comes out next spring. Oh, nice of them. So they're going to... Yeah, hey, they want to keep milking us for money. Crazy. That's so generous that they want more of our money. No, but it is cool that like it's not like a one-and-done deal. Well, I, I, I keep... didn't mean it like that. I know, I know. But I realized after I said it, that was, or after you said that's like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> they just want money. This is what they do. Mm. But it is a cool... And I'm not being mean. It is a... Uh, 
It is kind of a neat idea, and and I like the art style. It's different in that, like, almost like, you know when they show, like, in a textbook, like, bacteria, like, up close, like, sketches of what bacteria looks like if you're looking really close? It's kind of that weird, like, organic mush, like, lots of, like, lumpiness and, yeah. The graphics kind of look like that, if that makes sense. It, it looks cool. It, it sounds disgusting as I describe it, but it looks cool. Wow. You're like, what the, what are you <laughs> talking about? I'm trying to think, you know what I'm talking about, like, in a textbook where they have, like, like, this is what, like... You know Ebola what? looks like up close, and it's like everything's kind of like curvy and like patches of color, and like everything's rounded off for some reason. It's like patches of yeah, color, yeah, yeah, and it's like spongy, yeah. sorta. It kind of looks like that at times, but in like not a disgusting way. <laughs> you are so confused right now. Okay. Um, well, anyway, well, I mean, you said the word textbook, and you know what textbooks have? Well, some of them. What binding. That was better than any transition I've done today. So, binding. Why binding? Well, Binding of Isaac may actually finally be coming to Nintendo platforms. So, in our final bit of indie news, um, it's been a back and forth thing for a while where, uh, I mean, Jose, you could speak to this more than I can in terms of why the game wouldn't happen, but basically they wanted to bring Binding of Isaac to 3DS, they being the developers and publisher Nicholas. And Nintendo basically said, nope, nope, nope. The content, we don't yeah, like the content. I've played this game so many times on Steam, just regular Binding of Isaac, not Rebirth, which from based on what I've seen and what they're adding to it, just looks amazing. But so, it's, it's, it's a really fun, I guess... It's the, like Zelda. Um, it's like old school yeah, top-down Zelda. Yeah, they, they call it a, a roguelike game, where essentially um, you're just finding waves of enemies, the, all the, everything is randomly generated, no two dungeons are the same, every single boss is always randomly generated, so you may not fight the same boss in every single level. Yeah. Enemies are also randomly like everything is random. The items, so like no two playthroughs are essentially going to be the same. And I, yeah, actually, I mean maybe some rooms will like have a similar like spawn points, but I mean apparently that's like completely like different now. Like they've just added that much more stuff. Uh-huh. But the point is, like, if one of the game is, I guess, um, it does lean pretty heavily on the religion. Yeah, on the religion side of things. I mean. Your one of your weapons is like a Bible. You could get a cross. You shoot like holy water. And yeah, and Nintendo for whatever you can make deals with. The, you literally make deals with the devil by giving up like you just like Zelda or old school Zelda. Yeah, because Zelda generally you get hearts, and every time you beat an enemy, sometimes you, you get an actual heart, and it gives you like another heart. You get dog food, and it gives you another heart. But you could trade in those hearts for deals with the devil, or you could mm-hmm. like heaven rooms and whatever. And at some point, you fight Satan and. Yeah, yeah. So you can see why Nintendo. But that's the, that's the thing that bothers me is Nintendo was notorious for censoring stuff in the early '90s. I mean, do I need to remind you, Green Blood and Mortal Kombat? Like that was <laughs> the example. That's why like Genesis was so cool because it had real red blood, and Nintendo had green slime as blood. But uh, <laughs> Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a Nickelodeon cross promotion. That that early '90s synergy, you know. But uh, no, it was just. Nintendo kind of shook that off pretty well. Like, I remember when Resident Evil was first coming on GameCube, I was like, or on N64 when they had Resident Evil 2, and I was like, Resident Evil on a Nintendo system? Oh, what? Did they take mature games? But, like, we're past that point. Nintendo allows pretty much anything, so it strikes me as so yeah, weird. Bayonetta. Yeah, Bayonetta is, like, super hypersexualized. But, um. Yeah, but this is, like, as hypersexualized as Bayonetta is, this is, like. Religious. So why is Nintendo drawing the line here? It's just so odd. Apparently, they're not anymore, because that's, that's what brought this up, is. Developers at or the publisher at Nicholas posted a video that's like ten seconds long. It's like, look at this loading animation. And what it really was was the first second of the video was the fade out of the home menu of the Wii U, complete with a binding of Isaac icon 
in the middle, saying resume game. So that is a very blatant tease. Everyone thought it was going to come to 3D, 3DS uh, Rebirth, but instead it's coming to Wii U, it looks like. And it looks like it's actually happening. Yeah, there was an image at some point that they're like, oh, if it was coming to 3D, this is what it would look like. And they had like an image that you could look at in 3D, and it looked yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, so Nintendo but, might be, either these guys are trying to get like a groundswell, like, yeah, fan campaign to get it onto the system yeah, or it's already is coming. there nothing from stopping them from like if they have a dev kit like can't they yeah, kind of put with put, it all they want yeah, yeah they could put the game in there even though it's not a, mm-hmm. even though it could never see the light of day and they do have a dev kit because they did 1001 spikes yeah. on Wii U recently yeah um but yeah so I'm hoping it's more than just a T you know more than just trying to get fan support and it's yeah, actual and, and this game um the first one was single player but this one um if I'm not mistaken has co-op so right that'd be something really cool for the Wii U but I still just don't get why Nintendo's censoring it. I mean, okay, I like, I understand. I mean, I'd, I'd be afraid that, like, no, I mean, like, little kids when you be able buy, to buy it. And even then, if you buy the game. I guess they don't want parents to get offended. Possibly, but when you buy the game, there is a rating thing you have to hit next on. And it tells you everything that ESRB finds wrong with the game. Excessive violence, sexual themes, uh, drinking alcohol, you know, every, or alcohol references, or whatever it is. Everything's listed there. Religious, you know, religious themes. Drug um, use. Drug use. There's... There's a screen that you have to say, I know, I don't care. Taking pills is so, a whole sub game. Really? Well, I mean, they're, they're just a pickup item that you can just take pills. Oh, okay. Pop pills. Yeah. But, like, I don't get why. Like, if we know that's there and it tells you up front, why is Nintendo saying, no, 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 we still don't want it? Like, yeah. I can understand if it's an adults only game. But this is not rated. It's kind of like just like let us decide for ourselves. And yeah, of, we're we're able. They're babying us. Yeah, they're babying. It's weird because Nintendo hasn't done that since early nineties, and yeah, here's one case where for three years now they've refused, or two years, three years. Yeah, since the 3DS came out, basically they've refused to do this. They've had a beer pong game on the Wii. Yeah, that. and it was <laughs> awful. <laughs> it was like the worst game ever. But yeah, I mean, if beer pong can be on the Wii, and then we just got pong tafa. Yeah, it was. Also, did we really just compare religious themes to beer pong? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we did. We did, and we're proud of it. No, but it's it's just like, I don't get why Nintendo's censoring this. So I really hope this tease is a sign that the game's actually coming and not just they want support. Because that would show that Nintendo's finally, you know, doing it right with this sort of thing. I don't know, maybe next we'll see Hotline Miami 2. See, that one I feel like Nintendo would be okay with. They don't seem to have a problem with violence. It seems to be religious themes that are their issue. No, one also a lot of drug use. Yeah, but they don't have they don't care about oh, drugs. Yeah. I mean, GTA Chinatown Wars is on DS. Yeah, and that was you're right. you were selling drugs in that game. Yeah, you were literally a drug dealer. You were literally a drug dealer. So yeah, I guess this is just guess the religious thing. Yeah, I guess it's which is like even then it's like just put the disclaimer up like you have to and you do anyway, and just people will figure it out. And if someone complains, just say we didn't make the game. I don't understand. Like, what's the issue? Wait. Here? Bayonetta's whole premise is about... Heaven and hell. hell. Heaven and hell. But it's not... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's not like... Yeah. Wait, no, that's <laughs> a really good point. How is Bayonetta <laughs> coming out next week? You're literally fighting almost angels. The same like, they, don't even, they don't even have the fact that they're angels. You're yeah. Fighting angels. While zooming in on shots of Bayonetta's crotch. Like, how is that allowed to get through? <laughs> I, yeah, I can't believe that just occurred to me. I, now, now to Bayonetta's credit, yeah. the game... Well, we mentioned it's hypersexualized. We mentioned it shows her crotch and all that stuff. But to the game's credit, it is like a lot of like she's choosing to present that the character like it's like empowerment yeah, it's and not stuff. Like it's not like guys like it's, not, it's not like a secret camera shot that she doesn't know about. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah, it's her. It's like empowerment, and she's you know flaunting it because she wants to. That sort of thing. Just before yeah. you know anyone says anything. Um, 
Yeah, but no, I don't get why Bayonetta's allowed and this isn't. It makes zero sense. Well, I guess only time will tell. Yes, so. Hopefully, hopefully it, Nintendo, it falls on the right side here and Nintendo lets it through. Because I am curious about the game. I've seen you play I it on would Steam. Be shocked, cool. then. I mean, it would be an instant Because, I mean, I do plan on getting it, but if it's going to come to the Wii U, I would definitely rather get it on the Wii U because yeah. at least that way I'll know it'll run properly. Right, right. Because you don't have to worry about specs or if your computer's dying, which it is. Yeah. Unless um, I get one of them new Mac. iMac? Mac, Mac, iMac. iMac. Yeah. You need to know what you're buying before. You need to know the name of it in order to buy it. I'm just letting you know. With the 5K Retina display. Forget 4K. They're going to 5K. Which seems excessive. Uh, <laughs> but I guess for video editing it makes sense because you need to be able to have multiple 4K videos going at once. So, so you can crop them and combine them. And this is way on a tangent. Uh, Wouldn't you need 8K? I don't know. Uh, well, if you need that many videos, possibly. Yeah. Uh, Jason Sales Corner. No transition here. Jason Sales Corner, which is a Conan line, by the way, that I've kind of lifted from him. He sometimes, when his monologue, when he's trying to go from one joke to the other, he just goes, no transition here. That's where I got it from. I just realized that right now. He's an inspiration. Thank you. He's an inspiration. Uh, so, Jason Salesforce, uh, the last bit of news before we talk Smash is September MPD came out. For those of you who are new to the show or just don't remember, MPD is what tracks uh, North United States-only sales of video games and other things throughout multiple industries. So, they put out the numbers for September, which actually go to um, a couple days into October. It's not a full exact calendar month. It's a 30-day period. So, uh, it was actually pretty good for Nintendo. It was a decent month for Nintendo. First, on, like, an industry level, uh, industry's doing well. It's up 3% year-over-year, which is good. Driven by a 130% jump in hardware sales. Game sales were down. Hardware sales were way up. Um, PS4, as it has for many months now, took the lead. It sold nearly half a million units in September, tripling its numbers in August. And that's probably in large part due to the Destiny bundle that came out for PS4. And Xbox One was behind it, a fair way behind it, with 284,000 units. So about half. Which is, I think we know the clear winner of this generation. Um, now, number one game of the month was, unsurprisingly, Destiny. Which, um, if you don't count the bundles, which MPD does not, if you look at Destiny by, as a standalone game, the Xbox One version actually outsold the PS4 version. Which is interesting, interesting given the difference in user base size. But... Mm. But, I mean, I guess it is a Bungie game, and yeah, Bungie is tied true. to Xbox, so it makes a certain amount of sense. And the bundles aren't included. I mean, if PS4 hardware tripled in sales, I'm sure a lot of those were the bundles for Destiny. Destiny's now not only the number one game of the month, but the best-selling game of 2014 thus far. So, good for good for Bungie. Um, they had an ambitious goal. They, of course, Based on reviews, it seems like they didn't quite hit all the marks they wanted to hit in, in achieving that goal, but they're being rewarded at least by fans who are buying the game and giving them money and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, everyone I know seems to be enjoying it mm-hmm. for the most part. They do have a lot of things that they complain about, but... Yeah, it's one of those games that they're, like, ever-evolving, so it yeah. could get better down oh, yeah, the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that, like, some issues they had with um, drops are were kind of getting addressed. Yep. That felt kind of annoying. Yeah, and they're adding new features and new planets and stuff down the... I think planets down the road, so... Yeah. I don't know if it, Cool it's game. a cool concept, yeah. yeah. But but on the Nintendo side of things, as I said, it was a pretty good month. Um, even with only being in the chart for, or even with only being charred for two days before MPD cut off September, Smash Bros. for 3DS landed in fourth place in the top ten. That's off two days of sales, by the way, with 705,000 copies, 135,000 of which were digital. But still, 735,000 copies in two days. That's that's pretty good. It um. 
it helped the com- this these numbers help Nintendo as a worldwide sell 2.8 million copies by the end of launch weekend. Oh wow. Yeah. Now, in Japan, it was out for, you know, obviously two or three weeks prior, so that's factored into the 2.8 as well, but by the end of the European, American, and Japanese release, by the end of that weekend, 2.8 million people were playing Smash Bros., which is kind of insane. That's why it's not that hard to find anyone online. Yeah, it's incredibly popular. Uh, And the success of Smash Bros. actually helped boost 3DS hardware sales here in the States as well. It rose 55% compared to August, which is a pretty good month-over-month jump. It's up to 140,000 units in September. However, however, uh, there's some definite spin and PR maneuvering right there. Because, yes, it went up month over month. But if you look at September of this year, which had, Sma- which had Smash Bros. in the tail end, to September of last year, which did not have anything on the scale of Smash Bros., 3DS sales were actually down by 40%. It's doing worse, even with Smash Bros. Yeah, it did great from a month where there were no games to a month where there were Phoenix Wright versus Ace Attorney and Smash Bros., but it did worse year over year. So, um, it's kind of clear why the new 3DS is coming out now. You know, like, why they're rolling it out now worldwide, you know, yeah, going yeah. into the spring and post like a year from now, because they need the sales boost. They're, I think they're at the point where they're like, we'll just double dip with the same 40 million people who have a 3DS and hope they get the uh, the new one. So, so I do wonder, though, if, like, the... I wonder if the sales are going to be hindered by the fact that the U.S. and Europe aren't getting the 3DS till next year. Like, there's so many people, like, you know, I mean, you bought the new Smash Bros. 3DS. Yeah. The, or, sorry, the old the old, the old XL with the Smash Bros. design, because you really like Smash Bros. But how many people went, I'll just wait for the new one in the spring? I was one of those people. Couldn't wait, though. Yeah, but, yeah, you couldn't wait, but some people probably did. Yeah. So I wonder if that's hurting them more than helping them. Like, it's not going to be a huge number, but I wonder, you know, they need every sale they can get. I'm sure. I guess they'll get them eventually. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of people would do that, but I feel like it wouldn't be significant enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree, but it it's hard to say. At least in Japan, they're getting some help, not just from the new 3DS launch, but also from Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, which has already shipped, not sold, but shipped to stores, 2 million copies. So it's the 63rd million seller that Capcom has released in its history, hmm. which is a very weird stat to put <laughs> out. We have 63 million sellers, and it's, this, is, this is it. This is the last one. Um, but I mean, po- is it even that hard to get to a million nowadays? Sure it is. Um, yes, I would say it is. A lot of games don't hit a million. A million is still a milestone. That's why Nintendo had the million, the Players Club, or Players, what was it called? Players Club? Well, it's, it's... I mean, what game hasn't hit a million that you would expect it to? Has Wind Waker HD hit a million? No. Oh, oh maybe. Yes. Okay, let me rephrase. A million, a million? A million? No. Oh, I guess not. Okay. I don't think so. And I don't believe Pikmin 3 has hit a million, and I don't believe... Uh, and Game of Wario certainly hasn't hit a million. And somehow... I, it depends on the game. Some games it's easier than others. So Monster Hunter makes sense because it's ginormous in Japan. But, like... You know, something like uh, Bravely Default, there, I would be shocked if it got to a million. Nintendo was very happy to have 25... Or a quarter of a million in one month. Hmm. And that tapers off from there. So... Some games like Mario Kart or Smash Bros. A million is guaranteed, but other games it's a lot harder. Depends on the audience. Yeah. Uh, but more positive news for Nintendo beyond just uh, you know Smash Bros. and Monster Hunter. Wii U's doing better now too. Um, for the one week of the charting period that Hyrule Warriors was out, it managed to sell a combined physical digital total of 190,000 copies, 
which is actually not just a good debut for Wii U, but a really good debut for a Wii U game. It has sold more in that one week than Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze sold in its first month, and the P Pikmin 3 sold in its first however many days were being tracked, like eight days or whatever. So it's doing pretty well. Zelda still has holds some weight. And uh, on top of that, Mario Kart 8 sold an additional 60,000 physical and digital combined copies, which brings its U.S. lifetime sales, just the U.S., to 1.2 million. Worldwide, it's over 3 million by now. And interestingly, and kind of an aside, uh, the DLC for the Mercedes, the Mercedes DLC in Mario Kart 8 has been downloaded over a million times, which is something like a third to half of all the users that have the game have downloaded the, the Mercedes cars. So I'm pretty sure Mercedes is happy with that outcome. Yeah, but it also kind of comes with, like, the map and... No, you download the cars separately. You download the update, and then you have the option to download the cars or not. Right. Yeah, so one million people chose to download the cars. And that combined with the... Like you have to be silly not to. Yeah, yeah. Well, some people not didn't. Silly. It's only a million that did, but... But still, it's a million. It's a lot. Yeah. Um. So that's a... Yeah, you know, it's a pretty big chunk of users. And the soft, all these software sales and whatnot did help the Wii U sales grow. They were up 50% month over month compared to August. Although, again, that's been on Nintendo's part. I think whenever a company doesn't give a hard number and instead gives a percentage, it probably isn't a good sign. Probably means they're hiding something. And in this case, they are. Because um, if you do the math, what Nintendo's really saying is we sold about 90,000 Wii U's in September. Still under 100,000. Not, you know, not ideal. I mean, it's climbing, but there's no way the system's going to have a crazy renaissance anytime soon. It's, we're, I think it's, it's going to carve out a niche, it's going to have a good niche, and that's going to be it. It's Maybe not going to be a... Rumble no. comes out. When what? Maybe when the Rumble comes out and people see the, the controller set up. Yeah, that'll be it. People go and be like, oh man, I need nine pieces of plastic in my home <laughs> with random wires between half of them. Yeah. That, that, that right there is the killer, the killer app. Uh... <laughs> But, I mean, it's not, the nice thing is this month it wasn't total doom and gloom for Nintendo for once. Like, it was actually kind of a positive month. So, I think we'll get a better sense of how Nintendo's doing pretty soon. On the 29th of this month of October, Nintendo's releasing their second quarter financials and doing their investor meeting where sometimes they reveal stuff and sometimes they just talk about strategy. That This is good, for yeah, sure. I'm so curious about their quality of life. Product. The QOL. <laughs> I don't like that. Like that. The because it's such a jargony. Yeah, I was trying to remember what it, quality of life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if they they said they're going to show it this year. That could have been delayed, or they could be mentioning it in some form of the investor meeting. Whatever happens when we get our next episode is after that meeting. It's that weekend after, so we will of course cover it all. So stay tuned for that episode. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the things they talked about. They're probably going to talk about the theme shop on the 3ds because that's now live. And it's it's kind of neat. The themes are kind of ugly, but but it's it's a neat Unless concept. Unless you pick the just straight up colors. I think. Uh, yeah, yellow look or orange looks surprisingly good. Yeah, the one that's supposed to be yellow just looks orange, so and I it just, looks nice. And yeah, blue so just, looks pretty so nice. I just kept that. Yeah, but like some of the some of them look way too cluttered. We talked we kind of talked about them in the past. Some of them look way too cluttered. Yeah. Some of them look clean. Um, they roll out some new ones just the other day. A lot like of them are like, like oh that'd be cool, but I feel like the music would get so annoying. Yeah, I they really need to allow you to mix and match. That's the thing. Cause like I want like the the Hafunda Hafunda cards. Or some of that the... one looks super nice on the bottom half with the black and the gold and the red. But the top half, I don't need random birds in Japanese art style. Just give me a blunt, a generic top. Yeah. I don't need like I want the bottom half and I want the top half to be normal and I want music to be normal. Yeah. Also, like I don't know, like the Mario Luigi ones, like 
their overall folders. Just like, the colors are just way too bold for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know if fading them out a little would make it look better or just... I, I think most of it is just the background. Yeah, part of the problem is none of the splash screens for games and apps are meant to have different colors behind them. Like, some of them you could see, like, white pixels and stuff because the developer's like, whatever, it's on a white yeah. background. But now they pop out and it looks weird. Mm -hmm. But another thing I think we might see at the investor meeting is uh, Nintendo is now allowing you to purchase and pre-order games digitally from the eShop via their website. And then they will automatically start downloading on your system. Or they'll email you the download code on launch day. And you can either give it to a friend or download it yourself. Yeah. So I imagine... Right now it's kind of a stealth launch. Like it's at Nintendo.com. If you go to any game page, it's like pre-order now or buy now. It'll take you to checkout.nintendo.com. You sign in with your Nintendo ID, Nintendo Network ID, and just do your thing. I imagine there's going to be a whole storefront at some point. And I imagine, you know, beyond just these like kind of very stealthy, quiet launches yeah. of individual games... And I suspect we're going to learn more about that at the investor meeting. Because they promised two years ago that we're going to have a web-based eShop. Hmm. That you can, you know, set it down. You can be at work or school and queue up a download when you get home. Yeah. There's Smash Bros. Like, uh, I would be shocked if I wanted to not talk about it. Was that part of their trailer that one long time ago when you saw, like, someone on their phone? On, like, yes. That was Meverse. That was Meverse. Yeah, I remember it was Remember when Meverse was going to have a native app and instead they just did a website? So they're definitely not going to... Well, it disappeared off face of the earth. But then again, two years ago, they said there'd be a website for eShop, and we're just getting it now, so who knows. Oh. But Nintendo's a little slow on the uptake sometimes. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that, that's that's news. But, of course, there's Smash Bros. I mean, who are we kidding? There's Smash Bros. So as, as I said at the very top of the show, real quick, um, I think anyone that's listening to this either owns the game or plans to buy the game or knows they want the game. So we usually, the way we usually do impressions is like, oh, is it worth, it's almost like a mini review, or it's like, is it worth buying or not? I think this one's just strictly going to be like, what, what is this, ex this Smash Bros. experience like compared to past Smash Bros., like, how's the online, how's it handle, what's it, you know, how's it play, what do we like, what do we dislike, who we use, who don't we use, and why, and, you know, that sort of thing. It's going to be less, you should buy this game, because the answer is yes, you should. I think we say that up front, buy the game. Yeah. If you have a 3DS, this is a must-have. It's yeah. really good. Whether you think you'll ever be good or not, I don't think it really matters. No, because it's just fun. But there, of course, are issues. There's things like, you know, lag even in local multiplayer, which is strange. There's, you could argue there's not a ton of single-player options. Like, I was on an airplane this past surprising, week. Surprisingly detailed amount of stat tracking in some areas. And, and totally then, lacking in others. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I was on a plane. I've been on planes all week. Uh, and, you know, there's no... I'm not going to play online on airplane. And the single player, I'm like, yeah, I'll play it for a while. And it was fun. But then it gets a little, you run out of things to do. So, like, there are issues with it. But it's still a must-have game, I'd say. So, I guess we'll just run through. I mean, Jose, you have poured hundreds of hours into it. Way more than I have. So, I don't know if you want to take the lead on your thoughts. Yeah, but it, it probably is. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I definitely have a... Well, regardless I, of the number of hours. I definitely have a good idea of how, at least, I've definitely spent most of my time in For Glory 1v1 as, like... Which is the online mode for yeah. those who are unfamiliar. So pretty much online you have two options for fun or for glory, but obviously like I find for glory fun, so I don't know why they have to Well, that was a confusing them. sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, because they put like, oh, if you're going to play for fun, that just means that um, they're not going to keep track of how many times you lose. And, and there's items, and it's not Final Destination stages, and there's four people. Yeah, it actually looks like... Um, I actually enjoy that one more. I, I, I don't know, it's... it's it's always too oh. laggy for my taste. Just because, um... It is a little laggy. Because you're pretty much stuck playing a free-for-all with four people in two minutes with items, and 
I mean, you do get like some good matches that don't have any lag, but I feel like those are kind of rare for me. So mm-hmm. I kind of just stick with one versus one. But um, yeah, at least right now, maybe the game, it's only because it's been two weeks, but I've done about a little over 500 matches on one versus one. And You've done 500 already? Yep. Oh. Won 450 of them. Okay. Mm. Yep. Trying to keep that 90%. That's a pretty rate. good, it's a pretty good ratio. Okay. Yeah, but that that's kind of where one of the problems arise. Like, okay, like I know I don't claim to be like a really good person at Smash Bros, but I also I feel like I'm also like a step above beginner. I don't know. I don't even know what to categorize myself. Anyway, point is that you think after that kind of win ratio or that many wins and losses, I would encounter tougher opponents. But I still fight people that just by playing, like, you know, after, like, a, like a few movements, you know, like, yeah, this person probably just picked up the game, like, this is probably, like, the first time ever playing a Smash Bros. game, so it just feels, like, unfair, like, I feel kind of bad just... It is weird that global Smash ranking, Power Smash, Smash Power... That's not even... ...doesn't pre- seem to factor into matchmaking. No, it's it like does, every... no, it doesn't even factor at all. It's not even a part of online. I know, that's what I'm saying, it's weird, because every... Which is, I was totally wrong about Global Smash ranking. I thought it was going to be an online thing. It turns out to be an offline thing. Well, in part. Sort of. like It, 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 it uses it, online to determine what your numbers should be, but it's based on your your offline activity. Yeah, it, of your offline solo activity. Yeah. So, like, your... Smash um, run, yeah, smash home run, run home bat, run, yeah, uh, target, target blast, like pretty jinx. Much, pretty much, like, all the stuff, maybe except with the exception of um, home run content, like, stuff you wouldn't really care to find out how much better you are than someone else. Yeah, but what I find weird is like, you would think that would factor into matchmaking to avoid the issue you're talking about where it's like a new player suddenly is playing against you. Yeah, but then... Because like every other Nintendo online yeah, game then, does like, matchmaking that way and it works. Yeah, but I mean, at, le- at least use like the win-loss ratio. I mean, yeah. like, I don't know how... Yeah, because I mean right now like, they pretty much like put themselves in the corner like I don't know how they're going to use home run content to determine how good you are at actual Smash Bros. Because yeah. you could just be they good. They a win-loss. Because like you could said. just be good at home run contests. Right. But either way, I mean, like, yeah, like, I I do fight, like, some really good people, but I don't know, I'd say, like, I don't know, I feel like for the most part, like, either someone is really, really, like, just new to the game, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of friendly, like, and they kind of get destroyed, or, um, I don't know, they're just kind of in between, and they just, I don't know, it just, it just doesn't feel balanced, like, whatsoever. Like, the matchmaking, so that was kind of disappointing. I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've only have been playing for uh, fun, so I haven't noticed it personally. Yeah. But, but one thing I have noticed, which you kind of touched on, is, yeah, for fun, it's kind of laggy. It's interesting yeah. because I played a friend that lives up in San Francisco, so, you know, just up the state, and we played online, and you could tell when the lag kicked in, because, like, he had a friend um, from Texas join us for a couple matches. Laggy. Friend leaves. Buttery smooth. That's so weird how, um, <laughs> it's just like strange how little, how much of a difference one guy's addition can make. I've also had matches where like the beginning will be a slideshow, like maybe the first ten seconds, which oh, yeah, end yeah. up being like thirty seconds. But um, and, but then the rest of the match just somehow fixes itself, and they'll be perfectly fine. But I yeah. don't know. That, that's probably my biggest gripe. Just it's the, just the matchmaking. Yeah, just the matchmaking. Because I mean, you- I, I I don't you don't get better. You get better when you're losing to someone. And, I mean, I love playing people that are way better than me. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, I love losing. But, I mean, you do tend to learn more things about, like, how you're fighting. or you're, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just funner. But when I'm playing a more bunch of... More fun. Yeah. You teach elementary school kids. You should know funner is not a word. 
Whatever. I'm <laughs> just getting a hard time, sorry. <laughs> you knew what I meant. I knew exactly what you meant. That's why I pointed it out. Anyway, can't resist. I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Oh. Yeah, so, like, since... I don't know, I'd say about, like, 90% of the people are... That I play have probably been... I don't want to say worse, but just, like, just newer to the game. Uh-huh. So, yeah, like, I feel like I haven't really learned anything. Like, I'm probably falling into, like, bad habits of fighting. So, like, right. like oh, everyone's falling for this combo. It must be good. But really, it probably isn't the case. It's interesting how differently we... I don't know. I, my voice gave out in mid-sentence. It's interesting how differently we play the game. Yeah, but I mean, but it's so, I mean, I just still find it so addicting. I literally right. went, like, I got home. I started playing, like, maybe at 3. Next thing I knew, it was, like, 8 o'clock. And I'm like, jeez. Wow. Wow. That was all for glory. Matches. <laughs> <laughs> you should have let that linger. You should have had matches. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's really fun. I mean, it's just one of those things where you kind of wish it was a little better, but... Right. I mean, you, I mean, you do get good, good matches. So have you fun. only been playing for glory, like, exclusively? Have you dabbled in Smash Run or Target Blast or, Sil- or All-Star or Classic or any of that? Yeah, I um, already completed the first two panels, and I'm almost done with the third. Oh, challenge mode? Yeah, so I pretty much ex- just focused on challenge mode. Okay, what does challenge mode want me to do? Right. And then I just did them as quickly as possible. Like, to complete, like, classic mode with all the characters, I'm like, oh, it's going to take forever. So I just yeah. put the difficulty to zero. And oh, so you're cheating. And just went at it with characters I don't care about. I'll just, like, play through with difficulty at zero. Usually I'll kill everything in one yeah. hit. But with characters that I plan on using or that I have an interest in, I'll put the difficulty to, to 9. Like, mm-hmm. I always put it all the way. And usually, I think I've only beaten it twice on 9. Mm-hmm. But every other time, like, I don't know, just that final boss is just so hard. Yeah. To not die. It's yeah. You know, it's uh, it's fine because... So I have dabbled in the other stuff. But... Right, right. But you're mostly playing for glory. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine because, like, I made the comment when we were starting out, like, yeah, there's not a ton of single player. But if you do factor in challenge mode and you do factor in going through classic mode with every character and going through all-star mode with every character yeah, but I mean, it does that's like, start to add up in terms of time consumption Yeah, but, but it still not, doesn't have the variety yeah cause, yeah cause it's not that fun doing it cause it's like oh do um, classic yeah, like I said do classic mode with all these characters do yeah. smash room with five different characters and you're just doing the same things over and over again Yeah, that's why like when I try to do like when I say like oh beat multi-man melee like be like 30 people in multi-man melee so right. instead of just beating 30 and dying I just kept going until I beat like 200 mm-hmm. and then it just automatically unlocked like the future panels like ahead of time so I was just kind of right like trying to future proof yeah 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 like, it's, it's it's what was I gonna say it's interesting because like they clearly they seem to have had more planned and I guess they just couldn't fit on the cartridge or something but do you see that, that those sound bites that or hear those sound bites that came out of the announcer from Smash Bros he was like saying things like uh, uh, what was it so, uh, yeah tourney and boss uh, battle tourney mode yeah there. and 8 player smash that was a really interesting one I feel like that's a weave thing if it happens at all yeah but um, run Runbow is setting the trend here it's gonna be an 8 player smash but no, it's just like, it seems like they had more ideas and they just couldn't cram them on the cartridge. But again, it's weird because we're nitpicking, but the game is really good. The one thing I was kind of honestly a little disappointed about, though, was Smash Run. When we play, I have been talking very positively about Smash Run since I first tried it in June at, at the Best Buy E3 event. I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. You go in, 
You're just kind of running around, de defeating all these random mishmash of enemies. They do a really good job of bringing in literally every type of bad guy from every game you can imagine. Even, like, there are Kremlings, and they theme them, too, which was kind of neat. Like, it was Kremlings, and then right after Kremlings, it was, like, the Tiki guys. So Donkey Kong was kind of, like, together. And there's also some, like, random ones that aren't themed as nicely. But point being, like, they, you know, it's kind of cool. There's different levels, different places to explore. But everything you do, all the items you get, what happens is you kill an enemy, you get... Uh, stat power boosters, power-ups that boost either, you know, attack, special, defense, speed, that sort of stuff. So you can customize your character. You can only go after certain, certain power-ups to get certain things. Uh, even though they're randomized, you can still, like, you know, kind of cherry-pick what you want. Problem is, when you finish Smash Run, it's not just a battle like it was, I was originally under the impression it was. It's a random activity. Could be a battle. Could be a foot race. Could be who knows what. Kill the, who could kill the most enemies. Right. And the problem is, if you're building up your stats for one thing, and that turns out to be something else, you're just like, what? Oh, okay. Like, for example, I did a um, smash run, and it ended up being a foot race to the end of a level. And Fox was one of the other people who's already pretty fast. And his I looked at his stat. You know, it shows you the stat loadout before it goes. And, uh, yeah, he had speed, like, at max. Like, he would run for, like, a second and be, like, way ahead of us. And I'm sitting there, like, well, if I knew that it was going to be this, I would get the right power-up. But they don't tell you that. So that kind of took a lot of the fun out of it. Because you're, like, you don't know what you're customizing for. I think what's worse is that, like, not only do they not tell you, but you have no control over it whatsoever. Yeah. So, like... I don't know, like, some of them are generally fun, like, like, the foot race, the one that you mentioned, I think it's really fun. The yeah, I, I actually really, really enjoy the foot race. Like, a lot of them are actually really fun, and I would love to play a lot of those, like, just, like, with friends, like, just yeah, fun. Yeah, but like, you can't choose them. Yeah, and I think with, like, at least, like, even if they're not going to let us exactly pick which one will come at the end, because I guess they don't want people to just go to specific ones, they yeah. just keep that randomness that they have to shove down our throats. Well, they consider it a party game. But, um, yeah, but, I mean, party games could still be structured. I know, I know. Structured. Anyway, um, I mean, at least let people vote, like, yeah. let, like, let the four people that are gonna play, like, each pick the activity they want, and then just randomly pick it between those four, because, I mean, the one that, where you have to, um, kill the most enemies under, like, one minute, I don't think that one's just the worst, because, like, you're not even interacting with the other characters, and you're just kind of there by yourself, and it's just kind of lame. Yeah, and, and when you're playing solo, like, when I was on an airplane. Then it's like, you didn't even have to have the other computer there, or anyone else. Right, right, computer. and when I was playing, like, on an airplane, and I was doing, the, like, kill the, you know, kill Hover Miami's, like, I don't even know what everyone else is doing. Like, I, I was, it's just a solo mode, basically, at that yeah. point. But, um, but again, I, I feel like the potential, I feel like they had a lot of good ideas, and they just didn't fully implement. I don't know exactly. It just feels like it's half-baked. Which is unfortunate, because the foot race is really fun, like you said. Like, it's really cool, because you're not just running down a straight path. You're like, there's obstacles, and there's different platforms, and you could kind of, like... And there's, like, things you have to jump over and under, and if you don't, it, like, blows up, and then you can bolt past someone else, and you can smash things and do things. Like, it's actually, like, interactive. It's not just a race. So, I wish it was just a little more fully baked, I guess. Yeah. But that, that's probably my biggest complaint, actually, with Smash Bros. is that... Because I was really, like, psyched for Smash Run, and I... I wouldn't say I was fully disappointed. I was just a little like, oh, okay, that's it. I'm going to go back to classic mode and all-star mode now. Yeah. Target Blast is actually really fun. I'm really... It's totally an Angry Birds knockoff, I, but I, I actually really like it. I, I still... I, I mean, I've tried a few things for the challenges, but I still haven't quite figured out exactly how to... Yeah, I'm not good at it, but I enjoy it. It. Just, it. just frustrates me. It's like, ugh. What like, it, yeah. like an Angry Birds with bad control. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one thing it did teach me, though, is that I need the C-Stick. To play this game properly. I noticed it online. I noticed it when playing the computer. I noticed it in Classic and everything. I'm just not good. And this is me, not the game. 
I'm just not good with the smashing with A in the circle pad. First of all, I don't want to break the circle pad like some people are doing, so I'm being kind of careful, but I'm just not... I just can't do it as you well as with the C stick. You to even use your smash attack. I know, but I'm just like, something about it, it's just like I'm not as good as if I had a C stick. And it's most noticeable in target uh, blast because you have to smash at the right moment, and sometimes I'll just not smash, and it'll just blow up in my face, and I'll be like, oh, great, that was a waste. But that's me, that's not the game. But I really wish the new 3DS was out with the game as I feel like it was supposed to be, because then I'd have my C stick. Yeah. It just feels really weird to be used to the C-Stick for three generations of Smash games, only to then, um, like, double back to having to play the, the old way. Yeah. Like, I don't know, this is kind of another one of those things where, if you're actually going to play this game for a long time, like, I mean, for me, like, I've, like I already said, like, how much time I've already put into the game, like, the controls, like, I don't, they're not any kind of barrier at all like i'm completely used to like the seats like to the circle pad to the analog buttons like honestly it's like, also worth knowing you you're, you're using an xl which doesn't lead to hand cramps as easily as a normal oh, 3ds i mean even when i was playing the regular one in comic-con on the regular 3ds right. like it still didn't feel i mean after playing it for a while it just felt Natural. perfectly fine like like i don't feel like the controls are inhibiting my smash potential in any way they're inhibiting mine because i don't have my c-stick like, need my c-stick yeah like yeah like, like when i'm playing i feel like like oh well like i don't feel like i would be playing any better or worse with like a gamecube controller or with anything like that yeah like, oh i know i'm playing worse so <laughs> like i was actually um like even thinking about like wow like i'm gonna actually have to like wean myself off a little bit from the from the 3ds like when the wii u version comes out i mean right. like oh you can use it as a controller like at first i'm like oh, why would i do that but now i'm kind of thinking like well i'm so used to it maybe i should for a little bit it makes sense yeah yeah but then again it's like i can't expect everyone to want to just like to actually like put in the time to actually get used to it most uh -huh. people are just gonna play for a little bit and i mean it, there is a learning curve with it you do have to learn how to properly like dash how to like do all the things with the circle pad because it is a new controller yeah but that's just Controllers in general, like, I mean... That is um, true. Yeah, like, I just... I don't think I've ever had a problem with any game as far as, like, a controller goes. Just because, I don't know, I kind of just accept You're it. nimble and adaptive. Yeah, just accept, I mean, like, the controls could technically be bad for the game, but... I don't know, I guess if we have to learn how to play with crappy control, I guess I'll, I'll, just, I'll just learn to get good with those crappy controls. Right, right. Now, we, we did kind of talk a lot... I don't want to say we talked about negativity about the game, but there's so much that's so great about it that I feel like we should touch on. Like, I mean, the roster. I really like the roster, for example. I think it's really well done. I mean, yeah, there's some clone characters, but... Even if you take those off, like, it's still a It's still roster. a solid roster. And, like, some of the additions of extra characters that we've talked about in previous episodes yeah, but, I mean, are great. Like, it's funny, because, like, even though, like, they're clone characters there, like, they still feel different of that. Like, I, I mean, you don't just go, like, oh... I could just pick Mario, Dr. Mario, there's, like, no difference. Yeah, like, like Pit versus Dark Pit. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, I don't want to say day and night, but, I mean, they're, they're different enough. Which is actually a point Sakurai yeah. was making. He has that Famitsu well, column. Well, yes and no, like... I mean, he was kind of yeah. saying, yeah, because what he was saying is they start as color swaps, and then he realized they are different enough that they can be balanced separately. So they did. And now he's kind of, like, telling people that don't like clones, he's basically like, uh, just... just if we didn't have them, it'd still be a really good value for a game, kind of like what you were saying. So just, like, yeah. shut up about it. Like, I think his exact quote was, I have it here somewhere. Uh, However you look at it, the game is a great bargain buy as a result. Oh, and he also compared it to free dessert, which I thought was kind of funny. I'm just going to read this, because it's kind of funny. Uh, this is what he said about, like, 
you know, the clone characters. This is like a free dessert after a luxurious meal that is prepared free of charge. In a restaurant with this type of service, I don't think there's anybody who would say, change this to a meat dish. Yet, I'm told to do that about Smash Bros. But I guess since a lot of them are children, it cannot be helped. Oh, snap! No, but I was just like, wow, Sakurai, the, the razor, shots fired. <laughs> but, but no, he has a point. Because, like, even if we didn't have the characters, there'd still be an awesome roster of yeah, 36 people, instead yeah, of 41. People, I guess they didn't understand that. Like, they weren't picked before the roster was selected. They were just kind of... They were made. just thrown in. Yeah, the people are like, oh, you're putting this guy instead of Mewtwo? You're putting this guy... Like, no, it's like Mewtwo wasn't in, and they found room for Dark Pit. Because he takes less dev time. Because Sakura made a point. It takes less time, less time to balance, less time to develop. They could just kind of... Less money. Because they are on a budget, believe it yeah. or not. This is a game that costs money to make. So... Yeah, but I mean, but don't... Yeah, but I mean, but they're definitely way more cloney than, like, Ganondorf and Toonie. Like, get those guys, like, have... Oh, well, those guys are separate. Like... Yeah, like, I mean, like... Toonie's like, definitely his, his own beast. Well yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, they share a lot of, like, the same, I guess, special mm-hmm. attacks. Maybe some of them have, like, their main guy, but they're... Yeah, they're way different. Like yeah, that's true. Yeah, like I mean, like Pit and Dark Pit. Like if you saw their silhouettes fight, you probably wouldn't know which one's which. Yeah, no, that's happened to me. <laughs> yeah, so but I mean, if you put Pit in his Dark Pit like alt yeah. skin, and then put like Dark Pit in his lighter one, yeah, you like, what? Yeah, like yeah. like they're that clony. But I mean, obviously, like if you play the game enough, there are a lot of differences and. Yeah. And then they do, and, and then like even then, it's like if people are like, oh, I don't like clones, will be like, okay, but you're also getting like Bowser Junior with every Koopaling, you're getting yeah, Alf with P- Olimar. Yeah, that's like they are just the amount of like fan service crammed in this game is a whole nother level. Than, like, Smash Bros. I, like I don't even consider like um the Koop- like the Koopalings like all like I treat them as like individual. Like, yeah, like, like they're like individual. Because they're characters. their own like voices and stuff. Yeah, like like Elvis, like he just plays like Ludwig. Like it doesn't even seem like. Like he's, I, I actually I haven't even played a Bowser Junior yet. I've only played Koopalings. Yeah, like I um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, but also the the fans are like just beyond that, like the fans are well. One, the level, the stage, the new stages are cool. Yeah, they are. They're really well done. Uh, even like weird ones like Tomodachi Life, where it's just like a series of rooms that are like half hidden. I was just like, oh, there's all sorts of little Easter eggs yeah. in each room. But also like the I love trophy, Rainbow just, Road. Yeah, Rainbow Road. I love the uh, sixteen, the Super Nintendo F Zero stage. The 16-bit. Cool. I really like... I just like the look of it so much. I think... It's basically like Rainbow... Or not like Rainbow Road. It's like um, the old F-Zero stages, but... Flip yeah. 90 degrees. Yeah, I kind of prefer this kind of F-Zero stage. Than, yeah, than me the, too. The yeah. one where you have to jump cars. But, but I guess the train one kind of sort of... The train is like F-Zero, that. yeah. Just a lot... Uh, just kind of... Better. Spirit yeah. Tracks is what we're talking about for those who don't yeah. know what... I, the train one is. Yeah, I just like Spirit Tracks one, but just because there's yeah. more realistic instead of... The Paper Mario stage is extremely impressive, too. There's so much going yeah, on. Yeah, that one looks really cool, too. Yeah, like, they did an excellent job. The 3D effect is nice. Um, even things like when you're fighting Master Hand and he flies towards the screen. The first time it happened, I actually... I didn't, like... Like jolt but my i did like instinctively like want to snap my head back out of the way like it was a good 3d effect and also the trophy descriptions are like totally different like personality yeah, the one for pokemon trainer how about the one for uh samus or for metroid oh, or samus yeah. where they do the metroid how does metroid crawl mean yeah. or whatever but have no it's like a tra- what have you seen the trainer one? i don't think so no what is it um he says like 
to smash them is his real test. To send them flying is his cause. Uh, like, they, they pretty much riff on the whole theme yeah. song. And... Yeah, no, because that's the thing. is like the old... You can tell tro- they have fun writing it. Yeah, the old trophy descriptions in Brawl and Melee were very just like matter of fact. Like here, some, a tidbit of Nintendo history. Like the Ice Climbers first appeared in 1986 and hit NES game Ice Climber. And, and this one, yeah. And in this one, some of them are just like, in Smash Bros, you can do this with this character. I'm like, that's nice. That's not good information. Like, that's not interesting. And, you know, like, a historical fun fact. But the other ones, they're written, they're not just kind of like, oh, yeah, check it out, but they're, like, funny. They're, yeah. It's like the people that do the Paper Mario story just, like, wrote these or something. Like, it has that same kind of vibe, which I thought was a great addition. Um, music's, of course, super good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I listened to soundtrack nonstop for months now. Right, right. I do really like how they did classic mode, even though it's only five minutes long. It's kind of nice that's short because you could do it in bursts when you have a few minutes. But you get pick a path. There's like easy, medium, hard. Or you just kind of go with path, which path you think is best. I think that's a nice approach. Um, Ooh, that does remind me of something I really hate. Oh. Um, yeah, because of the challenges, um, like some of them are like, oh, unlock three me costumes, and I'm like, okay, that shouldn't be too hard, but. All the rewards, all the loot is random, like completely random. Oh, yes, and, I hate that too. I forgot and, about that. And not only is it random, but you can also get repeats. Yep, so it took I've me gotten for, the same trophies It took already. me forever to get the three me outfits just because I wouldn't get them. Even when they played it as me, they played everything. But I would keep getting the same, um, like, the same special move customization. I would keep getting the same hats. It was just like, oh, why do we have to get repeats? Like, yeah, yeah, that was a bit. Like, like honestly, the random factor wouldn't bother me as much if you couldn't get repeats. But I don't like the repeats one bit. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, customization in the game—that's a very big part of this new Smash Bros. I feel like I'm just not using it. Yeah, if you can—it's because the fact that you can't use it online for anyone but friends kind of hinders what you can do with it. Because unlike I, yeah. I, unlike a Wii U Smash Bros, you're not necessarily playing 3DS Smash Bros as much with other people. You could, in theory, but you're also sitting on a bus, sitting on a plane, sitting in the back of a car. And there's not those opportunities. So to have a custom character and to use it, it's kind of like, cool, so I'm doing exactly what I did before against this computer, but now my fireball shoots bouncier. Like, it doesn't feel like as significant as if it was like... I feel like it'd be more significant if it was on Wii U, where like local multiplayer is like, everyone's already there and doing it. Yeah. If that makes sense. But I think the fact that like you can't use it online just... Yeah. Yeah, they can't use the Mii's on For Glory, can't use customization in For Glory. Yeah, like, I haven't set up my Mii fighter so properly, like, I barely customize. I actually made a ton of Mii's just because... Why not, type yeah, of thing. Like yeah, like, I made a Chucky Chan, because you gotta have a Chucky Chan. Yeah. There was, like, a... I made a Ryu, because it's, like, a Shoryuken uh-huh. in there. I do really like that they... Fetus from Super Meat Boy. Right, right. I do really like that they have these options there, and that they'll be in the Wii U version as well. Like, I think that's, a you know, a great enhancement to the what the franchise could do. I don't personally have a use for it at this point, so I'm kind of looking yeah. at, like, this is a cool feature I'm not going to use. But it, it is a very cool concept, for sure. Yeah. yeah but... Well, I guess the only thing I think of is just, um... The character variety in Fights Online. I guess just, like... Oh, yeah. Just, just kind of how, like... There's favorites already. Yeah, just, like, the Smash community in general. Just, like, how it plays. Because, I mean, like, yes, you do get... Like, I fought in some good people. I fought in a lot of, like not very experienced people, but I still haven't seen every character online yet. I've seen, I think I'm still having seen maybe 10 to 15 characters online. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, and it's weird, and it goes by day, like, definitely, like, just off the top of my head, like, really popular characters, just from my experience, because clearly I've seen a lot of people have had different ones. Some people say that I run into, like, shulks maybe, like, six times in a row. 
I have Shulk not, is fun. I have not found in one Shulk online. Well, we'll play sometime and I'll play a Shulk so we can change that. Okay. But Shulk is no, actually Well, no, fun. no. I mean, I find a Shulk, Shulk No, I know, online, I know, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, I have never found a Shulk. A lot of people say they fight a ton of um, Bowser's. I maybe found one or two. But um, but I fight, like, tons of Duck Hunt Dogs. Like, every other fight is, like, Duck Hunt Dog. Or I'll fight tons of King Dedede's. And not that... I mean, Little Mac also seems to be very popular, but... Little Mac has, like, all sorts of yep, hatred. He, yeah, it's funny because, like, he has his reputation, but it's funny. Well, this is my point of view on it. Um, Little Mac, I guess, if you're new to the game, he's really easy to pick up. He's just really strong. You can just punch people around. And if you're fighting other people that don't have a lot of experience with the game, you could get a lot of KOs pretty fast. You could build up your KO meter and just kill people like crazy. Right. But... If you have a lot more experience with the game, he's actually pretty easy to deal with, especially against people that are that are inexperienced that are using Little Mac. They'll just commit suicide, like left and right. Yeah. But um, but I guess that could also be said for like a really experienced person fighting against. I mean, using Little Mac like that means because I mean, like I'm a huge punch out fan, so I was obviously like really really hyped for Little Mac. So mm-hmm. I'm one of those Little Macs that. I guess are giving people a lot of hard times just, just cause <laughs> you're I, part of the problem. Yeah, but I mean, you're to blame. It, yeah, it just kind of sucks because um, I can't blame. Like, sure, there's a lot of like little max right now. There's a lot of DDD. There's a lot of Shulks apparently. There's like a lot of these specific characters. Yeah, I mean, some of them could be just because like, oh, I want to get easy wins. But other times, I feel like I can't blame or complain because I mean, for all I know, like, like in my case. It could just be your favorite character. Like, I love Bowser. He's considered to be, like, OP or whatever. I love Little Mac. He's considered to be OP, but that's right. just how the cards were played. Right. And, I mean, I also can't blame someone for complaining, because, I mean, obviously, fighting the same character over and over again won't be as fun Yeah. As getting diverse characters, but, I mean, the game's still new. Just give it a month. Yeah, I mean, People... part, part of the nice thing about our, our impressions being not launch weekend and being a nice two weeks removed is we're able to start seeing these trends emerge and that sort of thing. For example, I don't see anyone play as Pac-Man online. And I'm going to be honest, Pac-Man is fun. Yeah. I don't know why I like Pac-Man so much. I put on his polka dot gloves and polka dot shoes. Not the standard, always polka dot, and I just go and munch around. He's not that necessarily very great, not very necessarily very bad. I just really like playing as him. And it seems like online is very split into, like you said, like there's certain characters. And yeah, it kind of changes per day. Like today, yeah. I had like... So many DDDs to fight. I ran to some DD Kongs today. I never ran to DD Kongs before, right. but I ran to like four today. Huh. So it's like, what's going on? So yeah, it's just random. You just never know. Yeah, I've not seen very many Pac Men, though. Uh, one other thought. Oh, then you haven't found over it. He's all, he's Pac Man. Yeah. One oh, of the, I'm dead. Yeah, he's like best character. One of his best characters right now is Pac Man. Well, I'm dead then. Pretty, one pretty one good. other thought I had is is it is it me or is the presentation value? Okay, let me rephrase. Game looks great graphically. Game has awesome music. Uh, the the trophy thing when you win a single-player mode is cool and very well done. The cinematic for that. Why is there no intro and why are the challenger approaching? Like, you won the new character, just, like, static images. The, well, the, the I, I think they might, always static images. Even though, like, when they're added to yeah. your... Oh, you're right. Okay. Where's the intro? Actually, before there was never even an image of oh, right, when the silhouette. you add a new... Yeah. No, not even. Like, you got the silhouette, but when yeah. you unlock them, before it was just text saying, like... Well, it was like... Oh, yeah, just be a bar across the screen saying you got both. Yeah, but there would be a little descriptive, right? Like, oh, like, Ness, the the psychic power kid from Honest, joins the battle. Right, right. whatever. But where is the intro? And why is there no music on the title screen? It couldn't fit on the 3DS. 
I wonder if they ran out of cartridge space or mm-hmm. if they blew all their money on the cool character reveal trailers over the last two years. Uh, can you believe this game is, took two years and it's finally here? And then we have the Wii U one in another couple weeks. Yeah. I guess I, I do have one last thing to say. Yeah, of course. That's, um, I guess, I don't know, I guess if you feel you're not getting like enough like competition on For Glory just because it's all over the place or consistent. Like, one really great thing about it is that, I mean, now that this game is online, like, it's really easy to just find people to play and just change friend codes. Oh, yeah, and just all sorts of communities and Yeah, stuff. just, like, it's so easy to get into a lot of, just, find, just finding a lot of fights. You could, like, there are so many online tournaments available. It's, it's actually pretty amazing how the awesome community it is rallied to, around it. Yeah, just, like, no, it's just so easy. Yeah. It's just so easy. That's all I have <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think overall <laughs> it's funny because we uh, we were we dove so deep into Smashers that we were nitpicking like all sorts of little I things. I've Franco so many times I know it by memory now. That's impressive, actually. They know it by heart because it's like eighteen digits long. But uh, 16, no, 16. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, but no, I think I think part like if this was I don't want to call it negative, but I think like we were talking more about the cons than the pros. And the thing is, for a game this good. Only a game this good will have us talking about such nitpicking about such individual specific things. So, seriously, if you do not have this game, go buy it. It's really like the it is like it it's Smash Bros. and it works perfectly on a handle. Like it, it's it's a combo you wouldn't necessarily expect to work, and it works. Really annoying that you can't share videos like in Pokemon. I feel like what like why you can you yeah you can no? they're saved to your SD card yeah and, and then it. you take them to your computer and then you upload them to YouTube. Yeah, it's such a pain. Like, what? No, it's doable. No, I mean, like, like I want to just send, like, let's say I just record a video and I just want to send it to Elvis. Like, just let me, give me, like, a 12-digit long code so he can put oh. it on the 3DS. And I don't just think watch they it. have the server space for all that. I know, that's what, like, yeah. I know. It just seems like... But, yeah, again, that's the type of thing that, like, you're so into the game and you like it so much and you're so, like, invested mm-hmm. that you find these things to nitpick about. And that, that's what's weird about these impressions we're getting is we're always, like... You know, we do, like, broad overview. Here's what's good about the game. Here's what's bad. But this one's, like, just, the game's just so good that we there's all these little things we can nitpick about at the end of the day. If you own a 3DS, you need this game. Basically. Yeah, like, when I'm playing... I Unless you hate Smash Bros. Like, it feels like... It feels right. It, it doesn't feel like a Gimp version of Smash Bros. whenever I'm playing it. It's yeah, it feels... It, it feels... It feels natural, like a natural fit. Yeah, it feels as Smash Bros. as any Smash Brothers. And, uh, yeah, it's so weird. Because, like, I was playing on the plane when I, and I, the other day, and it literally is, like... I'm just like, oh, I'm playing Smash Bros. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I was playing for a while, and I, I stop, and I go, I'm playing, like, a full-fledged Smash Bros. It looks better than the GameCube version on an airplane, on a little 3DS. Like, this is this is straight. Like, this never happens, like, in the past. This is this is cool. It, yeah. It's a fully-featured Smash Bros. game. Yeah. And it makes me really excited to see what they're going to do with the HD. I know, like, um, like, they're slowly reviewing, like, characters that... Are that were hidden in on the official yeah. Smash Bros. website. So I'm in like, HD, I, yeah, I just love going in there and just like seeing them. Oh, did you see a screenshot Sakurai posted what the trophy shop will look like? Oh yeah, oh, it looks so good. It's like a fake store with boxes and everything. But anyway, I love so the packaging that they put. Yeah, on. yeah, the fake packaging. That's what I meant. Yeah. So that I guess in a nutshell is our thoughts on Smash Bros. We've talked about so much over the last two years. We've done multiple impressions and whatnot. But I think this is like this is. The current state of Super Smash Brothers for the world, you know, that the world has access to, and our thoughts on yeah. it. I We're, feel like a lot of it might be the same for the Wii U, since like, yeah, the mechanics are the same. So if you're good with one character in one version, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, and, maybe the online will be different because I mean, might be smoother. Well, no, not just that, but I mean, people like by the time the Wii U version comes out, I'm hoping or just that the selection will be more diverse. 
like online like people you fight because people would have moved on from Little Man because everyone already figured out how to oh, play Oh yeah, maybe. Like that. Actually, I mean, that's a very good point. Because it's the same roster. I mean, it's the same characters. They play point. the same. It's yeah. a really good point. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll of course have more coverage of the Wii version in upcoming episodes including full impressions after that one comes out. Uh, that I think that pretty much does it for this episode, right? Is there that we talked about Smash Bros. like half an hour more, 30, 35, 40 minutes. So um, definitely tune in before we get to Smash Bros. There's other games, there's other news, there's other things happening in the world of Nintendo. So tune in next episode, which goes up November second. We're gonna have our impressions of Bayonetta two, as well as the coverage of Nintendo's investor meeting and financial news that comes out earlier that week on the 29th. So a full full. Uh, assessment of what it means and what they show and what they tell and maybe quality of life will be there who knows as always uh keep an eye around town.com where we're gonna have extra stuff on the site in the form of extras and videos and all sorts of other goodies um easiest way to do that follow us on twitter at ram nintendo subscribe to the podcast on itunes or whatever podcasting app you use because hey you don't want to miss any episodes especially with smash bros coming up again the second time the wii one uh, yeah. If you're curious, what we're we'll finally actually be able to capture footage from the new Smash Brothers. So yes, that's we'll true. Oh yeah, 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 we'll have a vidbit for the new Smash Bros. at some point. We're also gonna be revisiting Brawl at some point as like a lead-in to the new Smash. So keep an eye out for that on the site again. You can follow us on Twitter. It's weird that it's something we go back to now. Yeah, Brawl. It used to be like our main game Where for you years. Can trip. For four years, <laughs> <laughs> tripping. Uh, I mean, you can still chip in this one, but it's intentional. Yeah, you can't. You don't just, like, slip on an invisible banana peel like you did in that yeah, one. Yeah, you actually have to slip on bananas. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah, if you're curious about either of our individual gaming activities or gaming thoughts, I'm JSR7 on Twitter. Jose is Wero, W-E-I-R-O underscore O. You can also find him on Meverse under the same name to friend or follow. You can find me as Jason R. That pretty much does it. Um... You can now return to your regularly scheduled Smash Bros. See you in two weeks.